This is Chris Williams, a.k.a. Black Lightning, and I'm on Below the Belt Show. See ya. Wakanda! The Below the Belt Show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. right it's time for another episode of btb below the belt in the mother effing house i'm your host al soda your host with the most here for your weekly pleasure another quarantine edition remote edition of btb and uh we have an incredible show for all of you tonight from top to bottom let's go ahead and introduce the room the virtual room if you will starting with that's right he is the prince of pop culture he is the man with the calming presence, um, which is kind of uh, ironic since you sometimes make a lot of noise. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I tend to be kind of fidgety, especially in these pandemic times. Like, you know, <laughs> I feel like the walls are kind of closing in at all times. So every once in a while, I'll just bust out some moves. So okay. be ready for that. <laughs> well, Mike the General Zod, glad you're back on BTV. And it we is- have. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, please. <laughs> it is what? It is always a pleasure to be here, and it has been way too long. And we have some wonderful new co-hosts that I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not acquainted with. Yes, we have with. two lovely guest co-hosts, um, both in the entertainment industry. Um, and uh, let's go ahead and introduce them. Um, first, a name or a, a, a voice you might have heard on our previous shows, at the WMC studios, but it's her first time joining a uh, remote via uh, virtual BTB, but nonetheless, a lovely and talented Amanda Michaud. Hi, good. everybody. It's good to be back. Good to have you back on BTB, Amanda. We missed you. I missed you guys. It's been too long. It has. It has. So I'm glad <laughs> that we can finally make uh, the schedule work and uh, have you joined for BTB, the quarantine edition. <laughs> <laughs> Thank um, you for having me. Always, always. So, uh, General Zod, I met Amanda on the set of Messiah, um, a Netflix show that sadly only got one season. Uh, we're not going to get another season of that, but um, nonetheless, hopefully we'll be uh, on another uh, set uh, working together. Amanda, you actually um, were on a great show that's going to be premiering on Showtime. We can uh, go, yes. ahead and, uh, go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, so I did um, two scenes on the Good Lord Bird in the finale episode, um, nice. you know, with Ethan Hawke, which was a lot of fun. It was awesome. kind of a magical too. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see it come out. 
Awesome, awesome. I don't know if you can talk much about the scene or what you did in in the series, or I mean, it's a period piece. We know that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm not too sure. It's based on some real historical elements, um, but so it's not exactly there's not exactly any spoilers. But I don't know <laughs> exactly the legal situation going on with that, so I, I should maybe keep it tight for now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and introduce. That's right. Joining us. From New York City, the Big Apple, the entertainment capital of the world, in my opinion. I mean, I know LA, supposedly the uh, entertainment capital, but New York is where all your dreams come true. That's right. (laughs) Roberta, we were having cocktails with uh, Jen Aniston and um, Mark Duplass at the morning show, um, Screen Actors Guild uh, screening and Q&A. that was a fun event, wasn't it? It was. It was really fun. They were so cool. Yeah. We had cocktails. We had hors d'oeuvres. And everybody was just hanging out and talking. It was great. Yeah, it was good. And the show was great, too. It was, it yeah. was really cool. I'm a little salty. Uh, Reese uh, and Jen didn't uh, join us for the reception. I know. Uh, but Mark partied with us. Adrian Martinez uh, was in the house. Um, uh, the rest of the cast was there, pretty much. Karen Pittman. Karen yeah, Karen Pittman, Pittman was there. Um, the girl from True Blood, uh, Janina Gavankar, was there. She was there, yep. Yeah, that was a really fun event. It was, and they were so friendly. They were just they were just mingling with all of us. None of that, you know. They, it was really cool. Though. It was really cool. I talked I, I talked with Mark Duplass for at least fifteen minutes. You know, he's just a, I mean, just to get the insight. Um, from such a great actor. And not only that, he's also a producer. He produces his own content. And I brought up his tweet because, um, you know, all of us have done background work on big movie and TV shows. And he actually defended the background actors on a tweet once saying, wow. you know, background actors, I don't know why they, uh, you know, pe- people should treat them with respect, you know. Um, you know, I always see crew members yelling at background actors, you know. Um, and uh, he just pretty much, yeah, told it like it is because there's some really, uh, let's just say, some people on on the crew that, uh, you know, can't control their yelling, you know? I mean, they sometimes yeah. treat people like, you know, second-class citizens, you know, um, yeah. which is not cool. Um, but um, but then, you know, obviously, that's just a small, small um portion of, of of people that you know have directed the background actors on set of course there's been a lot of great people but mark duplass who someone's respecting the industry actually brought that to people's attention they should treat everyone on set with respect no matter if it's the star of the show the background actor the pa the ad anyone else um just treat treat people with dignity and respect you know that's I mean, he he clearly has noticed people um, not being treated well on set. So, yeah. so, uh, that's that's really important. So I just wait- recently did a Zoom a Zoom thing for the morning show with Jennifer Jennifer Aniston was there nice. and Billy Crudup. So they awesome. spoke about it. Like the, of course it was virtual, but it was really interesting. It was very personal. You know, it was interesting just to hear them talk about it. Oh, uh, that's really cool. Roberta, you've been on a lot of, of sets. Uh, what is your most fondest um, celebrity moment, I guess? Well, oh, this is the easy one. I'm coming out actually in The Undoing, which is, it was supposed to air um, 
in June, and they moved it up to October 25th. So Lily Rabe, um, three days we did Top of the World Trade, the Freedom Tower, 102nd floor. We, We were like these disgustingly rich people, you know, at a party. And the moment I will never forget, I, I probably, I don't know if I should say it's a spoiler, but there is this, a moment in this scene that is unforgettable by the window of the 102nd floor. That's all I will say. And Nicole Kidman spoke to me. It was just, I had really? the best time. I did three days, 12 hours a day. And I made like good friends and we were just hysterical. It was wonderful. I actually have a line in it, a speaking line. I don't Congrats! know. Congrats! You got a principal role. And that's awesome. Yes. No, they didn't because I gave it to myself and they all allowed it. Oh, so. they all allowed it. So you're, you're going through the upgrade <laughs> process. Yeah, it, it didn't matter. I didn't care. It was just so fun to do. Um, I don't know. They might have edited me out. They could have. But um, just the experience alone was really... You'll uh, see it when you see the scene. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Amanda, that is it. so cool. Amanda, you actually work closely with Ethan during your scenes. Um, yeah, we were nearby him um, a lot of the time, and it was really it was kind of a bizarre day. It was November third in Richmond, so it's kind of in the south, and um, it just started snowing like these huge snowflakes, and um, I was messing around in between takes and catching them with my tongue <laughs> and he walked past me. I guess he's been watching because then later he walked past me and he asked me if I'd caught any and it was <laughs> kind of one of those like whew, you know like blush moments. Okay um, definitely yeah. one of my favorite. Yeah. Oh cool yeah he's a really nice guy cool. Well mm-hmm. so let's let's go into everything going on in the world of entertainment now that we have Mike the General Zod back with us after his technical F up but anyways glad you're back. My, my sincere apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so the whole entertainment world is mourning um, over the loss of an iconic actor, a role model for so many. I mean, people of color, really anyone that's um, that's a fan of the superhero genre, um, anybody that looks up to this um, particular actor for his portrayal of T'Challa in Black Panther. Sadly, we have lost Chadwick Boseman at the young age of 43 due to colon cancer. Um he kept it really uh, on the DL. A lot of, not many people knew about his cancer diagnosis. I think just a few people, um, well, obviously his family knew, but like some of his friends, some of his colleagues, probably some of the top Marvel people like Kevin Feige knew because they kind of had to work around his chemotherapy um, sessions and things like that. So people that, you know, have worked uh, on the productions with him, but apparently they kept, you know, the, you know, kept it very discreet because word didn't get out about well, Chadwick Boseman's passing. I'm sorry, was, Chadwick Boseman's uh, uh, cancer diagnosis. There was speculation, I think, after he did, um, I don't remember what he was doing an interview for, but this was like a month or two ago, and he did look, you know, I know what you're referring considerably to. thinner than yeah. he used to. This was I, I know what you're talking about. It's uh the it was on Instagram and his Instagram he did um Instagram live video and I believe he was talking about Jackie Robinson Day, which as you know he played Jackie Robinson in the movie Forty Two. Uh, I mean these are all iconic characters. Uh, James Brown and Get On Up, mm-hmm. the, the Five Bloods. Um, but um. It's so, so sad. I mean, my gosh, dude. I mean, he's such an incredible actor. I mean, just, I mean, 
you know, you see you see him on on the screen as Black Panther. He's just such so heroic and and strong. But we didn't know, but you know, behind closed doors, that he was suffering from colon cancer. Um, but um, you know, what one thing about what I thought was great because he was really authentic. When I first saw Black Panther, I actually thought that he was from like African descent, that he was able to put on that accent in a very credible way, you know, because, you know, some people, they put on accents and it's, you know, maybe not the most convincing, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, I was like, yeah, it's like, I was always wondering if Chadwick Boseman was like, you know, really from Africa because he, he really nailed that accent down. Um, along with most of the cast as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, the whole entertainment, um, you know, I mean, let's see, for, for instance, Ke- uh, Kevin Feige said, Chadwick's passing is absolutely <clears throat> devastating. He was our T'Challa, our Black Panther, and our dear friend. Every time he stepped on set, he radiated charisma and joy. And each time he appeared on screen, he created something truly indelible. Um so I mean, there's just so many. Com- Michael B. Jordan, as you know, who's his co-star on uh, Black Panther, also worked very closely um, with Chadwick. Not only in Black Panther, but early in their career, um, they worked a lot together. Um, and um, you know, um, well, I mean, I guess one of the quotes that Michael B. Jordan said: um, "You show me how to be better, honor purpose, and create legacy. And whether you've known it or not." I've been watching, learning, and constantly motivated by your greatness. Um, I wish we had more time. So um, just really just sad, heartfelt um, comments by everybody that that worked closely with him. Um, Ryan Coogler, the director of Black Panther. Um, I mean, he just – should. I, I'm not going to read this entire statement, but it, it's just definitely worth a look. Uh, very heartfelt. Um he talked about that he was his, that Chadwick was the first choice for T'Challa, um, and he he actually um, convinced the Russo brothers to to cast him, um, to cast Chadwick as Black Panther. Um, so um, his final tweet, um, which was I guess by one of his family members um, when they announced that he had passed away, um, actually was the most liked post in twitter history um wow yeah so um so that's just you know showing how how much he affected everybody you know um yeah the tw- 2020 has been been horrible it's <laughs> so been far a difficult year it's been a very <laughs> difficult year and uh from kobe bryant to Naya Rivera that we just talked about when she died last month. Now to Chadwick Boseman. I mean, just young um, celebrities that are role models for a lot of people. And it's just, just really, really, really sad. But, you know, a lot of people want to know what's going to happen with the Black Panther franchise. Now, they haven't made a, um, a formal decision on it. But um, I personally think they should work the storyline from the comic book where Shuri becomes a Black Panther becomes a Black Panther I think if you cast another actor to play T'Challa I don't I don't know that's kind of that's a sense of territory I I don't know if I I don't think a lot of fans would be comfortable with that though I don't know Marvel's only done it once and they did it with a I mean a recognizable character but not like a major character are you referring to Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle 
Yeah, and both Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle are, you know, pretty well-recognized actors. And, um, I mean, that was done. There wasn't that much, um, I guess, outcry about that. Because but... it's just a minor character, right? Yeah. Actually, no, a General uh, Incredible Hulk was initially... Oh, Edward... that's right. I can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> yeah, okay. The Hulk yeah. is actually a pretty major character, and they did that with him, but... You know, because of the uh, the murky legal territory with the Hulk, like, you know, until that's settled, the Hulk's always going to be, even though he's a major character, he's still, a, he's still like, legally required to be a supporting role in every movie he's in. Yep. And, um, <clears throat> but I guess, I mean, there's plenty of time before, I mean, you know, Chadwick Boseman just died a few days ago. And so it's, uh, I know that like, you know, especially in the nerd verse, people love to speculate about this kind of stuff. And, you know, I do too, cause I'm, I've been thinking about it too, but, um, there's plenty of time before they need to make a decision like that. And, um, at least in the, in the short term, I mean, it's best to like honor the man's memory without you know, having to get into, you know, such crass things about how to replace him. Right. And, um, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, but yeah, anyways, the whole production schedule has been pushed anyway because of the pandemic. So there's plenty of time for them to reevaluate and rethink what they're going to do. So, um, they actually aired, um, black Panther along with a tribute on ABC. Um, did a lot of tributes, um, for Chadwick, AMC Theater is actually going to be screening 42, um, his movie 42. That's, a, that's an Robinson. excellent movie, by the way. Have you ever seen I need it? To see, I need to see 42. That's, that's a very good movie. I'm going to watch that. I think that's something I'm going to do is watch the Chadwick Boseman movies I haven't seen yet. I've never seen the James Brown one. I should probably make it a point to see that one. Get on up, yeah. Yep. I actually haven't even seen Black Panther yet. I just got into Marvel recently. Oh no! Okay. Well, <laughs> when you see yeah. the magic, oh, this, that this is, is sad, this but... is probably going to be an interesting podcast for you to be on because we talk yeah. about Marvel all the time. I mean, I I I binged a, a lot. I binged the whole Captain America series, and well, then I watched like all the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then I started watching all the ensembles and the Thor. I've seen all the Thor movies. Okay, so. good. I'm kind of. Getting there. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a fan, though. You're a new fan, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I do love them. They're fun. When you get to Captain Marvel, I'm sorry, when you get to uh, Black Panther, um, you'll see the magic that is Chadwick Boseman. Roberta, are you a Marvel yeah. fan? Do you tune in the Marvel? I have seen some. I have not seen Black Panther. Oh, I have okay. seen some. Um, I I did not see Thor. Okay. I have okay. to watch. I have to go back and watch them. Okay. But That's I have fair. seen some of them, you know. I, I'm more like for the, the Suicide Squad and all. That. Oh, I love the Suicide Squad. <laughs> I can't wait for the new I, one. I love DC too. <laughs> I have been like, I've been Harley Quinn twice for Halloween. That's there awesome. you go. <laughs> there you go. That's that's great. That's one of my favorite cosplays to see on women. So <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that you know, there's other. Uh, um, uh, sadly, there's other celebrities that passed away, but we'll talk about them a little later. Let's just move on, guys. But nonetheless, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Um, you will never be forgotten. Gone too soon. 
uh, a great artist, Conti's and guys. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering the uh, before we move on from Chadwick. Um, yeah. The fact that, well, he uh, he was one of those uh, he was one of those actors who, uh, whenever you saw or heard anything about him, I mean, I can't think of a single negative thing anyone has ever said to him. There's never been any like negative scuttlebutt no. about him at all. Never, never at all. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I I really do kind of believe that. I mean, and it's uh, it's somewhat morbid to say this, but because he passed so soon, he is going to be remembered so much more in um, in the coming years than he would have otherwise. You think uh, people um, become more memorable? The yeah, I mean, he's he's, he's going okay. to be immortalized. I have a feeling. Yeah. I have a feeling in like you'll you'll be seeing people. I mean, people are already wearing like Black Panther T-shirts or whatever, but I I have a feeling it's going to be Black Panther shirts with um with Chadwick's face prominently on them instead of yeah. wearing the mask. I'll I'll and, I'll proudly wear that T-shirt. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, and I guess one thing I should mention: he um being a hero off the screen, he. He uh, went. He constantly um, went to um, children's hospitals. I think in cancer patients and, and young young kids that had cancer because now it all makes sense. It was something that he was suffering from himself, and obviously that was you know a charity organization that's was you know very important to him. So um, you know that's another thing that he did was was support um, those kids and put uh, smiles on those kids' faces. You know all those young cancer patients. So. Um, well, um, so now, um, I guess it's kind of cool because I actually drove to Hanover PA to see my first movie in like five months, the new mutants, which I thought was phenomenal. I, you know, I thought it was a lot better than the critics, uh, said it was, but, um, now here in Maryland, theaters will be open, um, starting this Friday. I know Virginia has been opened, the lucky people in Virginia, but I mean, I know you're closer to Silver Springs, so uh, this will uh, yeah. this is relevant to you. But uh, starting this Friday, Governor Larry Hogan has announced that um, <clears throat> theaters and other entertainment venues will be open this Friday. So that's good how, news. How, Yay! How comfortable, how comfortable <laughs> is everyone in going to a theater? I am okay. I'm okay because uh, you know that going to see New Mutants in Hanover was a good test. They blocked off every other row. So, did you go by yourself, um, or did you go with anyone? I got. I went with uh, Kyle. Kyle. Kyle went as well. Okay. Like, and, um, so, so how did that work? Like, how? Uh, just space each other. You just take a couple seats or a seat apart from people. Um, and every other row was empty. Um, they do say did wear you your wear mask. Your mask the whole time? They say that, but no one was really monitoring it. Quite frankly, it's a little uncomfortable to wear that in a theater for two hours. I, you know. I get that, but, you know. Yeah. Um. But I know that uh, California and New York still has a little while away, right? Right, Roberta? New York has a little... Uh, well, they, they are opening um, by the 8th. You can, you can go bowling. You can go bowling. Good. You can go yes. to the gym. But we cannot dine indoors. I'm not understanding Still don't that. have dining indoors yet. What about movie theaters? That is supposed to be opening. The only thing that's uncomfortable, what I like, the gym, I miss, but... To go to the gym, you have to like wear a mask the whole time, and if you're yeah. on a treadmill for 30 minutes, oh yeah, that's so difficult. I think I'll fall it's over. A, you anyway. feel like you you feel like you're being waterboarded. 
I've, uh, I've, I've done that quite that a same few times. Yeah. I've been going to the gym. Just yeah. work out at home now, yeah. Cause it's, I guess it's, the it only, yeah, the only thing you can really do with that, like, at least if you're on a treadmill wearing the mask is uh, just make sure your nose isn't covered and then you can still breathe, kind of. Yeah. I feel more comfortable going to a movie theater than I would a gym because that's closed in. People are sweating and it's just more, you know, body fluid. That okay. I think if you can do that, we can go dine indoors, you know? Yeah, that's that's a very, very good point, Roberta. Well, hopefully that will happen sooner than later as New York is looking a lot better than it was a few months ago. So yeah. that, that, at least that's a positive sign. Uh, but, you know, I applaud uh, Governor Larry Hogan for what he's done for the state of Maryland and, and keeping us in track. So that'll be good. I, I really want to see Tenet. But let's talk about the movie I did see, New Mutants. It's the number one movie in America. <laughs> they finally have box office numbers since uh, theaters opened. Um, made uh, $9.9 million, so almost $10 million. So, I mean, that's kind of low, but considering not all the theaters are open. General, I know you're a big comic book uh, geek. Um is this a movie that you're trying to see? I thought of it was good. It is. I was I, I was super excited to see it when I saw the trailer for it. Yeah. Um, the uh, I mean the reviews have been a little less than positive. Very less than positive, man. Very less. Which than is positive. which is kind of uh, kind of disappointing, but um, I guess it's it really depends. Like it, from what I've heard about the reviews, like some of them, I think. I think a lot of that is because it feels like you're kind of watching a um, some, something that was supposed to start a franchise. And, well, at least with the actors that are currently there, it's not going to happen unless they decide to keep those actors, like well, Disney decides to keep them. And I think they should. I mean, they had strong performances, even though maybe the critics didn't like the film itself. And the end of the film, they alluded to a sequel <clears throat> without any spoilers, but... It was an end that we want to see more of, you know. Yeah, they're they're probably not going to continue the storyline the exact same way. They're gonna they they're more most likely going to reboot it when Disney decides well, to. Bring if in. they if they do, but I, I'd love for them to keep Maisie Williams as Wolf Spain and Anya Taylor Joy's Magic, and I thought they did fantastic, you know. Um, um, you know, Stranger Things um, actors in there, Charlie Heaton. Mm-hmm. He's in there as well. Um, well, but you, you actually saw the movie. Like, I did. Uh, who who do you think was the was it was it Maisie Williams and Anna Taylor Joy who really the, brought it those up? those two stood out. Okay. And the and the actress that played Doctor Reyes, she was really good too. But mm-hmm. I would say that those two were the standouts. I think they're the most seasoned of all the actors. Mm-hmm. Um, considering they're all very young, but you know. Arya Stark. I mean, she started when she was what ten. I don't know how old she was when she started uh, season one of Game of Thrones, but um, and well, like, uh, did they? I mean, how much of the mythology did they go into? Like, did they say that Ilyana was Colossus's sister? Like, did they ever they mention that? They didn't. They didn't reveal that. They didn't reveal. Okay. That. I think it's something they want to save for the next film. But you know, they're you know kind of kept into this this. Um, facility against their will as they're you know as dr reyes um uh undergoes a lot of testing for them because they're new mutants new mutants can't control their powers um which could be deadly for others you know so that's pretty much all the premise was well really cool horror element to it 
I highly recommend it. It's a lot Did of fun. Did they have a lot of references to the X-Men in general? They had some. They didn't really mention uh, the Colossus reference that you were talking about, but they did mention, you know, we should be, uh, we shouldn't be in this facility. We should be X-Men. But okay. if you remember, they have to get be trained just like, you know, sorry, Professor Xavier, um, who had the school for gifted young mutants, as you know. Um, so, you know, the, the mutants have to learn how to use their powers. Otherwise they're going to kill people. <laughs> so that's the whole premise of that. So, it's really worth a look. Um, Unhinged is the number two movie. In third place um, was Bill and Ted Face the Music. This is a fun film, guys. I love this film. I heard that I actually, was really good. I, I watched it on demand. I gave in and watched it on demand, guys. I, I couldn't wait for the theater. So we had Amy Stock on Below the Belt Show, which is one of our, a great guest for us. She played uh, Missy the Stepmom in Bill and Ted's in all three films. She reprises her role in the new movie. Oh, I thought it was fun. It was a lot of fun, you know. And I, I, I think it, it it did a good job of like honoring the originals, uh, which is Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, and then bringing in the new, um, you know, their daughters, the actresses that play their daughters, you know, uh, Samara Weaving and and Bridget Lundy Payne, um, and it just tied in um, the first two movies really well. So I, I was really happy with that one. Um, Paramount SpongeBob the movie was the number fourth movie. I didn't yeah. even realize there was one out. Yep, Spuds I... on the Run. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and... Well, you know the first the first SpongeBob movie is actually a legit funny movie. It's actually a really really fun movie to watch. Did you watch that with your kids? Oh, um, actually, when it came out, I didn't have kids, oh, so okay. I just saw it. I just saw it as a. Uh, I was a kid when it came out. <laughs> I was like six or something. Yeah, I just saw it as a most likely uh, weird adult at a movie theater watching a SpongeBob movie. Okay, I, I, <laughs> but I don't even remember when that came out. Okay, cool. It came out in like I don't know, like 2009 or something like that. Okay, 2009. Were you were, were you that young, Amanda? Then <laughs> I was no, I was, I was ten or eleven. Ten or eleven yeah. when that came really? out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the personal history of David David Copperfield was the fifth place film, but Tenet uh, is the big movie that's going to come out for Labor Day weekend. Um, it did well in the global box office, fifty three million at the global box office, and you and the U.S. audiences get to see it. Um, so I'm excited about that. They still that. haven't revealed much about like the plot of that. Like you don't really know what the premise is. Other than it's confusing as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> is what a lot of people were saying about uh, Tenet. Um, they they did that was like a pretty much consensus review that the film was very confusing. <laughs> well, confusing is in ambiguous and requiring a lot of thought, or confusing is in no one has any idea what the hell is going on. Um, maybe a, a little bit of both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, other upcoming movies, guys. Um, oh, really quick, though. Go back to New Mutants. Um, that film is going to go to HBO Max instead of Disney Plus, which is a shocker because Disney acquired all the Marvel properties, but supposedly they, there's still like um, an agreement made with Fox Films. And um, Warner Brothers, I guess. Fox Film. Wait, HBO Max and um, Warner Brothers. I'm sorry. Yeah, a, I'm sorry. Have Warner Brothers DC, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, Fox. Fox and uh, 
and um, HBO Max. Well, I thought I thought that that's uh, that shows how uh, I guess labyrinthine these deals can be because that's absolutely you'd have, you'd have thought it would have gone to Hulu because Hulu like Fox has a huge presence on Hulu. You would expect I would expect it on Hulu too, but and that's yeah. actually owned by Disney. Right. Yeah. So no. So, and like, are there any other Marvel properties on HBO Max? I don't think so. That might be the only one that I'm, I'm, I'll be aware of. Yeah. So it's just that spe- that loophole because it's a Fox property. Um, yeah, but yeah. the other X Men movies aren't on there. Not that I know of, at least. They're not on Disney Plus, though, are they? The Fox. Yeah, Plus? they are. The, they are on. They're all on Disney Plus. So now I'm even more fucking confused. <laughs> as yeah. to why the only one that it. isn't, I think, is Logan and the Deadpool movies. Okay. Completely. Fair. I do have a question about New New Mutants. Um. Okay, so this is a separate film from the one that Kit Harrington and Gemma Chan have been filming, right? This is like a different that, thing. That is the Eternals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. The Eternals is coming there, out. There are, there are literally dozens and dozens of comic book properties, and they're all kind of connected because they're all under the Marvel Comics umbrella. But yeah, they're they're totally different at the yeah, same time. Yeah, you want to okay. you want to you want to okay. be all caught up so you can watch the Eternals when it comes out, right? Yes. Is that yes. what it is? Why did you yeah. ask about that one in particular? She's a big fan of uh, kids. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Big yeah. fan. Yeah. <laughs> John. Exactly. That's John. John. Have you seen the man? He's beautiful. I, I must yeah, admit, that. Yes. Yeah, he is, but also he is, he is quite the specimen. I will agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, uh, this, so this is a really cool um trailer I just watched for a a film I actually covered the red carpet for, um, at Sundance. Uh, it's called Possessor. It's Neon's upcoming sci-fi horror um it's got a really crazy plot it follows a corporate assassin played by andrea riseborough who executes targets by taking over others bodies with the help of brain implant technology oh man it's it's crazy so uh i was happy to uh, to interview andrea um andrea or andrea um and uh, Christopher Abbott on the red carpet for that event. Sean Bean wasn't there. He's the OG Game of Thrones. Uh, mm-hmm. Ned Stark is also in the movie. Um, so, man, you might want to watch it just because Ned Stark is in it. <laughs> but it's going to hit theaters in October. So that's a new upcoming movie to check it out. I urge you all to check it out. I was lucky enough to go to the premiere red carpet and also the after party, which was awesome. And, uh, I, I, I mean, I'll say this story. It was kind of funny because I actually ran into um, an actress who's doing really well now. Her name is Stacey Martin, who I worked closely with on a movie called Vox Lux. Well, worked up in New York. Robert, I don't know if you've got a chance to work on that um, film. She remembered me. I was really kind of flattered that she remembered me. I thought it was kind of cool. She's like, I know you. I know you. And uh, yeah, it was cool to see her there at the um, at the party. Um uh yeah uh who else was there oh my gosh um steve buscemi was there too oh wow yeah yeah he was there talk to him yeah got selfies with pretty much everyone there (laughs) he seems so cool steve yeah he's a nice guy he was a really nice guy 
Uh, other movies to look out for, guys, include um, something called Ammonites in 1840s England, a romantic trauma that centers on Mary Anning, Kate Winslet, played by Kate Winslet, um, who's a real-life geologist, and Saoirse Ronan is uh, also in it. General, you'll be right back. So come back when you check out something. <laughs> um. So movies that are in uh, pre-production or production. Um, so this is really cool. If you've been to Disney, anyone been to Disney? Um, General, you got something to say? Oh, he said I'll be right back. Okay, never mind. <laughs> um, if anyone's been to Disney, there's a ride called The Haunted Mansion. Um, they're actually going to be making a film about The Haunted Mansion, um, which is pretty cool. Another one. I guess another one. Um, this The ride came out in 1969. There was a movie in 2003 uh, with Eddie Murphy, um, but I guess they're going to write a new, a brand new um, Haunted Mansion movie for Disney. So um, no cast has been announced yet, but Ghostbusters and the Heat writer Katie Dippold has been tapped to write the script. So that should be cool. Um, another big sci-fi movie, Adam Driver. He's just brilliant. Anything he does, he is the one and only Kylo Ren. Signed uh, for a film called 65, uh, written and directed by Quiet Place writer Scott Beck and Brian Woods. And uh, as you know, um, Roberta, you've seen Marriage Story. Um, Adam is brilliant. He's such a, such a great actor. I met him, actually, twice. I met me him. Me, too. Me, too. I, I met him for Black Klansman. Did you go to the oh on set or? Um, yeah, I went to the screening. I met, I met, um, I met all of them, and he—he he was great. I mean, he's just great actor. I went so, to the screening with of uh, *Marriage Story*, and I was fascinated. The scene. Have you seen it? Yes, I was there. I was at the, one of the screenings and Q and A's. You know the scene um, where Scarlett Johansson and him, and he punches the wall. I was so fascinated by that intense scene as an actor, and I saw, you know, the PA, whatever, the, the one who ran the event, I said, how long did they shoot that? They shot that over two days. Wow. And they kept making the hole in the wall, repairing it. They would, they would literally oh. plaster up the hole in the wall. Yeah, and, and I was shocked because as an actor, it was so emotional. I don't think I could do that more than twice. I right. Like, Oh my God! That's, Can you imagine doing that for two days? That's wild. That's an interesting story to hear. Wow. It is interesting. I was fascinated by it. I'm like, that is so intense that I don't know how they did that. Look at the general puffing away. I love it. <laughs> so there's good. I thought I was that's not what I was checking on it was uh, I came back and I was like okay well no one needs to know about my my silly vice and um but but you're uh, back general nonetheless looks like I've been revealed okay I am uh, back. You My are back. Again. That's okay. That's quite all right. Um, so do I, humanize, I... I humanize the podcast. Let me say that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> More ways than one. You're yes. In, I don't know if uh, the calming presence is an accurate uh, 
might be a misnomer. <laughs> that was a, that was the case when we did this in the studio when yeah, I know. people people didn't actually see what I did. Right, <laughs> they just heard me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, another film that's getting a um, a sequel is a Scream movie. Um, Courtney Cox will be reprising a role in this. Um, Jack Quaid has just been cast in the film as well. David Arquette will be back as well. This is uh, supposed to come out um, January of 2022. Um, another big, a uh, couple other big action films. Gerard Butler has an action thriller film um, called Cop Shop, um, starring along Frank Grillo and Joe Carnahan. Um, Joe Carnahan will be directing. Um, that's a typical like um, small town police station becomes on, on the unlikely battleground between a professional hitman who's played by Gerard Butler and a smart rookie female cop. Okay, <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like a ton of movies made in the eighties. I know, right? And it sounds like a ton of movies made with Gerard Butler. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's like it. the it's either that or movies with Catherine Heigl. Yes. That's pretty much what he did. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what I did. Yeah. Amanda, that's, that's accurate. Accurate <laughs> AF. Uh, Pierce Brosnan will be starring in a film called The Last of Rifleman. Okay. Follows a Pierce world war. Pierce Brosnan? Yes. Really can you believe thought about him in a while. He's he in a really in... funny uh, movie on Netflix with... Uh, oh, Euro Vision, right? Euro Vision, yeah. Vision, yeah. <laughs> he plays the I love that movie. <laughs> that was a fun... I had, I had a, he laughs on that one. Yeah. But it's a World War II veteran living in a care home in Northern Ireland. On the 75th anniversary of the D-Day landing, decides to escape and embark on an arduous journey to France to pay final respects to his best friend. Um, Is it really that arduous to go from Ireland to France? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe during the time. Yeah. Well, it's the 70, 70th anniversary, so D-Day invasion was 1942, so that's 2012. Great. It's not like it's, it's, not like it's in during the, uh, what do they call it, the Troubles in Northern Ireland? So, uh, <laughs> or, so or, kind of, for that, or for that matter, the pandemic, right? Right, right. <laughs> How can you what's how do you arduously travel from uh, Ireland to France? Yeah, you take you take one train and then a ferry or two, right. two trains and, right. and you're there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, big film. Uh, if you're a fan of musicals, is Dear Evan Hansen. It was a Tony-winning musical, which is going. Uh, Robert, I don't know if you saw it on Broadway, but they're going to do a live-action film uh, of the of the musical with Julianne Moore. And Amy Adams just joined the cast. Wow. Yeah, so they got a huge, huge cast. Caitlin Dever um, has been cast as Zoe in this one. So that should be pretty cool. Uh, Speaking of musicals, you have uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's going to be in a new romantic comedy called The Making Of with Blake Lively, Richard Gere, and Diane Keaton. It's another rom-com. Is he going to be moving into leading man territory now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Blake Lively could Blake Lively be uh, his love interest, plays love interest. I, I, I mean, yeah. it's not out of the realm of possibility, right? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. Like there's uh, always been a, there's always been a history of like beautiful women playing love interest of men who are okay. <laughs> this is a little mean. This is getting average, a little mean. average, <laughs> average, right? 
Is that what you could say? You could say <laughs> you could say insanely talented, but maybe <laughs> maybe talented, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, leave it at that. <laughs> oh, Amanda. <laughs> Shallow comments aside, but I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> not John Snow. He's not John Snow. Um, Roberta, <laughs> did you work? Have you worked with Lin Manuel? Uh, did you do In the Heights? No, I, didn't. I was asked. I was asked to do that, but I my schedule wouldn't allow. Yeah. It's gonna be up there for that. That would have been a lot of fun to work on. Um, let's see another film with Shailene Woodley and Julie Bowen in Jenna Ortega's high school drama Fallout. Uh, that just started shooting in L.A. One of the f- first features uh, to be shot in L.A. post-pandemic or current pandemic. We're not post-pandemic quite yet. <laughs> um, and another movie with Joel Edgerton, Marion Cotillard and Mark Rylance uh, for Brandy Corbett's The Brutalist. It's an immigrant immigrant drama um, that um, is set to premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival. Okay. Do you know anything else about that besides the title? Yes. Well, Sebastian Stan is in it as well. Uh, Vanessa Kirby. Um, Stacy Martin, my girl Stacy Martin from Vox. I'm wondering when they with the title "The Brutalist" because that can go in two different directions. It could be like you know, mean it literally, where it's like some (laughs) kind of like action movie, or it's a lot of fighting. I have a synopsis. Oh, you do. Okay. Well, then I'll let you. Well, it's well, like I said, it's an immigrant drama. It follows 30 years in the life of a visionary architect, played by Joel Edgerton. Okay. And wife, Cotillard, who flee post-war Europe and work to rebuild their legacy amid the birth of modern America, mm-hmm. only to have their lives changed forever by a mysterious and wealthy client. Okay. There you go. Yeah, because I was because I was wondering if they were going to go with brutalism in terms of architecture. Yeah. And looks like they are. So. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I guess I should shut up before you read synopses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the over so presumptuous. Um, let's see. Um, mark calendars for September nineteenth. That is Batman Day. Um, expect probably another trailer for the upcoming. The Batman. Are you excited about that, Amanda? You look very excited about. I am. I like. I like Robert Pattinson. Are you a Robert Pat? Are you a Twilight fan? No, actually, never seen that. Twilight. Twilight is kind of a guilty pleasure. It's a guilty pleasure. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I've never seen him. I just I love Robert Pattinson and his chaotic energy and interviews. I'm surprised you haven't tuned into to Twilight. That's like. You didn't see Twilight. I know. I was like a. I was a prime age for Twilight when it came out. Yeah, I just never I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Roberta, you're a huge Twilight fan, as I've heard. I read the books. I saw the movies. I'm so immature in my taste. I got <laughs> Vampire Diaries, the originals. I love vampires. I mean, you watch Riverdale, so yeah. I watched Riverdale. I watched all the CW. I'm just. I'm, <laughs> I am so immature because. When I watch this stuff, I want to be entertained. Right. Now, of course, of course. There's a, you know, the the entire, um, you know, that that whole idea about having mature tastes and, yeah. uh, you know, that's all bullshit. It's yeah. Whatever, whatever really entertains you. I mean, I'm not gonna it's say all about I am, 
but I love watching. I like I was talking about. I went to see the SpongeBob movie in the theaters, and uh, I didn't even have kids as an excuse to see that. But I loved it. (laughs) And like, uh, yeah, it's a uh, so. Yeah, I totally like like what you want to like. You know, that's exactly end of the day. Like what you want to like. Maybe we're all maybe we're all men and women, children. You know, and you know, it's it's we're grasping for some kind of uh, you know <laughs> figments of our youth or something like that. But well, <laughs> Amanda's still in her youth. But well, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, um, I'll tell you though, when I was like 13, my tastes were—I mean, I was literally into like Pride and Prejudice and Anna Karenina, like. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah. And so now it's kind of regressed. So. You know, I oh, went okay. through the exact same thing when I was like 15, and I like went through this period where I read, I actually read all of War and Peace in the in a summer, and I uh, I was such a little pretentious shit back then. Yes. And, yes. So was I. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And, Most I, of them are like, I would be like sipping tea, and you know, like I'm superior to everybody, you know, blah. Oh, you're just so <laughs> proper drinking yeah. Earl Grey English tea. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. Um, so Netflix is actually they they're obviously the number one streamer. There's no doubt about it, hands down. They want more viewers. They're actually starting a free site. So non members can watch some of their stuff. Some free stuff include the movie Bird Box with Sandra Bullock. They're gonna have well, now is your chance to watch it. Well, you already have Netflix. Well, I already have Netflix. Yeah, so. <laughs> They're actually going to have like the first few episodes of some of their more popular shows. Not all of the, not the whole seasons, but it's just the oh, way to so work. It's, so it's more of like a, like a preview type thing. Yeah, kind of like what HBO and Showtime were doing for a little while. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Stranger Things, um, When They See Us, Grace and Frankie, or some of the shows, so. Just go to Netflix.com slash. Is it just is it just their original stuff, or does it also include their licensed stuff? Like, are they going to be showing Friends, like the first few episodes of Friends? I'm not or... sure about that. I don't see Friends on this list. But go to Netflix.com slash Watch Dash Free and see some. If you if you don't have a Netflix account, but everybody has. Yeah, a... I can't even think of anyone who. <laughs> I don't think Netflix. I don't know anybody that doesn't have it. Quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my parents don't, but they use mine. There you so. go. And you use their and you use their Comcast. Uh, well, password. no, no, I use my my in-laws. Um, I use my in-laws. Their YouTube TV, which there includes HBO. There you go. See, so. all about sharing passwords, guys. Exactly. So, also on Netflix, there's a big film uh, with Jamie Fox um, and John Boyega. Thin. Uh, himself um, called They Cloned Tyrone. Interesting title. It's described as Friday meets Get Out. So <laughs> I guess a, a comedy version of Get Out with the Friday, the comedic elements of Friday, I guess. I don't know. Um, but it follows a trio who investigates a series of eerie events, alerting them to a nefarious conspiracy lurking directly behind their hood. All right, cool. Um, that could that could go in two ways. That could be fantastic, or or that could be terrible. <laughs> well, Jamie Foxx has a Netflix sci-fi called Project Power out yeah. now. Uh, I haven't seen, but people said it are, is pretty good. 
Um, but yeah, it looks like he's tackling sci-fi again um, mm-hmm. with this "They Cloned Tyrone" film. Do you think? Do you think Jamie Fox? Jamie Fox is kind of a peculiar actor in that yeah. he's done a lot of like truly great stuff. Like he does, he does, and he's clearly an incredibly talented guy. He is, and incredibly entertaining. But he'll also do some real crap, like real, like why on earth would you agree to do this? stuff yeah i remember <laughs> his role on the second spider-man with andrew garfield no, that one that one yeah that there there were a lot of issues with execution especially with his character it might not be necessarily his fault but yeah uh, but i didn't think his performance was, was it was incredible for me you know yeah but i mean i can at least see why he'd agree to do that because you know right. playing a major comic book character is of generally course. pretty lucrative oh absolutely and there's no so... reason why that it just, i guess oh so you're you're more referring to the projects that have been crowded yeah we're, oh, okay we'll no, do... not, not the not the roles okay I got well it. yeah he'll do stuff and like you know you see it and you're like why on earth would you agree to do this you're a big enough star you could turn this down right and like um I'm trying to think of an example, and they'll come to me. But okay. um, all right, when when it, when it comes to you, I feel free to throw it out. <laughs> um, all right, so this is the Game of Thrones news, related news. Oh, yes. So <laughs> David Benioff and DB Weiss. So their next project, Amanda. I know you're stoked. It's a sci-fi. It's gonna be on Netflix. I hate them. Oh come on! No, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll let you get it out. They're, they're teaming with. The Terror Infamy showrunner show Alexander Wu. They're adopting Lou Sixens. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. It's a Hugo Award winning novel trilogy called The Three Body Problem. So I guess that's the name of the project, The Three Body Problem. Netflix has given a series order for the project. Um, Produced by Ryan Johnson, who pretty much screwed up the second um, of the new Star Wars films. Hey, Rosamund he made, he Pike. Made Knives Out. Knives Out. Knives Out, Knives okay. out was really good. Yeah, yeah, Knives Out was good. Um, Brad Pitt's Plan B production company among ex- executive producers. So, um, yeah, so um, it sounds pretty interesting. I mean, obviously, they're good at tackling those epics, you know, like Game of Thrones. I know they'll final season left much to be desired Amanda I get it <laughs> but uh, so it tells the story of humanity's first contact with alien civilization um, and I guess let's see um, and it's mo- one of the most ambitious science fiction stories they've ever read okay um, can, is there anything more that we can talk about this um so is it so they're so they're going for like true hard sci-fi there, not the lighter true sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah, Take, takes readers on a journey from the 1960s until the end of time, oh, from so. life from life on our pale blue dot to the distant fringes of the universe. Okay. So it's kind of like a kind of in a well, I mean not exactly, but they're gonna probably be going for like this kind of like cloud atlas type feel probably with. The, with it a little bit and cloud atlas there you go i guess that's the best way of describing it i'll give it to you man yeah i mean look it sounds super cool i mean you know i'm willing to give those guys another shot i know the last season of game of thrones left much to be desired i get it 
They were the but, ones you know, they were going to do that Confederacy show, right? Oh, the, that's a good call. They backed out of that one. That, yeah, yeah. In today's cancel that was, culture, that's if, yeah. the Confederacy, if the Confederacy won um, the, the Civil, Civil yeah. War. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That is which, not... Uh, which, unfortunately, I mean, yes, that that's in particularly poor taste these days. But, I mean... Today's culture no i've way. always i've always kind of liked that kind of like speculative fiction like what if the nazis won world war ii or anything like yeah, that that was so, uh, they already have the high uh the man in the high castle yeah for mm-hmm. that and they also which is not as offensive i guess um but that that's a little bit i don't know people say it's yeah. the same thing as man in the high castle but i don't know i i wouldn't produce i wouldn't be attached to something like that that's... Well, that yeah, and that's and that was the thing because like um, it did seem like their reputation, especially after that last season of Game of Thrones, and then being connected to that, like their reputation had taken a huge hit because they canceled all those other additional Game of Thrones projects and that what? Star Wars project they were well, doing. Aren't they going to do a prequel to Game of yes. Thrones? They have one, oh, the House of the Dragon. Blood, right? Oh, House of the Dragon. No, House they canceled the, the one about. Yeah, they canceled the one that was up north, I think. Then yeah, they filmed was, um, a pilot and everything, and then they just can't react right. it. The pilot was, I guess, supposedly bad. That was untitled, but I think that was called The Long Night. I think that was like the working title. Something like that. Night. And it was Naomi Watts and yep, a few Naomi other Watts, actors. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The House of the Dragon, though, that's the one that was greenlit. They like that script. I don't think. So they're still they're still going forward with that. Yes, they're still they're going forward with that prequel. Yeah. It's like it's in pre pre production though. It's, it's pre production. Okay. Yeah. They haven't uh, announced cast yet, have they? That not that I know of. No. Okay. Well, our ears will be tuned in to find out who's in the cast, and if there's audition notices, please forward it my way. Um, <laughs> um, also on Netflix, they're doing a live action series based on Resident Evil. For fan. That but video game franchise, yeah. I've also the most. I've never seen any of those movies. Never seen those movies? Oh, it's great. They're great. Are they? I used to love playing the video game a long time ago. Well, there but, you go. <laughs> but it's uh. Well, I don't know. know now the movies because a lot of it is you know it was like a disease, a post-disease world, and she's post-apocalyptic, like a, yeah. A, a superhero. I mean, she was great, but it's a little. Oh, but, yeah. Dark now. Yeah, I, I would love to see um, as Mila Jojovich was the starring. Um, um, wasn't she the starring? Um, yeah, she was. Yeah. She was the big star. In that. Okay. Um. So, uh, eight episodes have been ordered for Netflix, and um, showrunner on Supernatural on CW. Um. He will be uh, writing the series. I don't know if Supernatural is one of your shows, Roberta, since you're a CW fan. Actually, that's the only show. You want you didn't, not, you didn't watch. <laughs> and I even switched to Netflix because I love really... Lucifer. I love Lucifer. I ended with vampires, devils, and all that witchy stuff. I love all that. Buffy that's the surprising you didn't like you didn't like Supernatural then, because that was like the OG I one. I know. I don't know why I never got into that show. Huh? And that's been on for God, how long? Like oh, the long-running show. I think yeah. next to I don't know. It's like such a long-running show. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. I've never watched that. Huh. 
If you're a fan of The Big Show Show or Ashley Garcia, Genius and Love, both shows have been canceled after one season. Of course, I wanted The Big Show Show to do well. I'm a wrestling fan. Of course, Paul White, who plays The Big Show, it was like a fictionalized version of himself. It's like um, a, they're, they're kind of done like these kind of like Disney Channel-esque sitcoms, aren't they? With like a big laugh track and everything. Both yes. of those shows. Yeah. yeah. The laugh tracks, yeah. Yeah, so they're not going to get a second season for that one. Oh, we mentioned Jamie Foxx a little earlier. He's got another series on Netflix, in addition to that movies that we discussed. It's called Dad, Stop Embarrassing Me. And it's a show with his daughter, Corinne Fox. Um, and it seems Ooh, like we love like, nepotism. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally, totally. But this is not the first time that Jamie Foxx and his daughter have collaborated on a project. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. And you know, was, uh, speaking of cancel culture, like uh, Jenny Slate, who voiced a character on this animated series Big Mouth, she bailed out because you know that was a black character, and obviously Jenny is not black. They just announced um, a new actress to take over the role um, of Missy. In that show, it's called. Uh, her name is Ayo Edabiri. Not familiar who she is, but um, apparently, yeah, it's not uh, cool. Oh, she's to a, voice cast. She's actually, I think I know who that is. You Ayo know who she is? Okay. Yeah, she's. Uh, she was a singer before she was in, uh, before, before doing this because I remember she had. Uh, she did this kind of like kind of like folksy indie pop. Cool. Because I remember, I remember that name because there was a song that I um, yeah. yeah that that she had out for a while, and um, yeah, I mean it was a good song, so <laughs> hopefully okay. she can uh, she can do well with the uh, with the with the voice on big with the voice, too. right? Do you feel mm-hmm. that that um, Jenny Slate leaving the show, uh, you know, bailing out of that project because of the character being black? You think that was um you think that was a proper move? Well, I'm kind of torn on that because yeah, um, I, See, I can under I can understand the sentiment because it does seem like a form of appropriation, but it's not like she played the character in any sort of stereotypical way or a live because the action. character right right, and it wasn't live action, so it's not like she was doing blackface or anything like that. Exactly. See, this and is where I character, differ. Yeah, this is where I differ yeah. from most. People's have opinions. You it? Like, do you do you like Big Mouth? I haven't have seen it yet, but like, I can. I I'm referring to, I guess, um, Cleveland and Family Guy. I'm gonna or, miss Mike Henry's voice of Cleveland because I think he's funny. The yeah, they're they're. I mean, I don't. I personally don't find it offensive. And I'm I'm an ethnic person myself. You know, These, this is this this is an animated show. You know, I don't. I personally don't find it offensive. Granted, they are portraying the stereotypes when they do these voices. But um, you know, if 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 they want, I'm not gonna. If they want to leave, if they want to leave their characters and leave the show, that is completely fine. That's their decision. But I personally don't find a problem with that because it's animation. I mean, people voice aliens. They they voice um, you know, animals. You know, so I mean, look at you know, yeah. I mean, look at the Lion King, for instance. You know, I mean. <laughs> Actually, I, I was going to. I was going to mention that. Yeah. You're going to mention the Lion I was, King. I was like the, the original Lion King. 
was so great. And then I feel like yeah. the new one was lacking something. I don't think that's because they, you know, had more representation in it, obviously, but it's just like, I don't know. I feel like that was an, ex an example of that gone wrong. One of the yeah, few examples. Yeah, you, you gotta think like with the Lion King, especially like lions don't really have ethnicities or if they do, no. then... No. They're saying yeah. they're from Africa, so they should all be portrayed by African-American artists. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I I just think just hire the person that does the best voice for that character, you know? I don't know. I mean, that might be a controversial thought, but I I personally don't find Al, anything in, animation. In, in, that case, in that sense, I actually do agree with you. I don't really think it was... I don't think she she was supposed to... I don't think she should have... Uh, Jenny Slate should have... Jenny Slate should have left that role on, on that show. Yeah. 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 Well, All right. I think with circumstances like that, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was like, with, with stuff like that, it's it's hard to know now with the internet, with everyone chiming in from all different directions, like what the right thing to do is. Because I saw after, you know, that announcement came out that she had quit, um, I saw people, you know, loving that she had given it up and then others calling it performative. And it's like you, it's almost like you can never win. You know, you never yeah. really know. How people are going to react and you can only just kind of listen to your own conscience yeah mm -hmm. i'm personally gonna miss um, my coronary uh, voice in cleveland it's just a, it's just a funny endearing voice and whoever takes over i hope they do a good job so we'll have to wait and see about that one all right this is exciting news general dropped the general dropped off i'll wait till general comes back to announce this one because this is huge um on Amazon, so they're doing a project with Aquafina and Karen Gillan um, called Shelly. It's an action comedy. So that's right. Uh, Karen Gillan, um, who I love. I love. Oh, yeah. What's not to love, right? From yeah. Doctor Who and Guardians there's, of the Galaxy, plays Nebula. I mean, there's you a got, lot of stereotypical reasons why I love her, but uh, <laughs> she's also a very, very talented Talented person. actress. I get it. <laughs> yeah. she's, easy. She's, she's easy on the eyes, right? Is that what yeah. you get? Yeah, she's 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 a nice 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 looking girl. Um, Aquafina, who you might remember in Crazy Rich Asians, they're both. Uh, have you ever listened to her? Have you ever listened to her raps? Her raps are oh, she's she's brilliant. Aquafina and... is brilliant. She's brilliant. Yeah. brilliant. But it'd be cool, cool to see a comedy, um, you know, project from the two of them. I believe this is a film, not a series. Um, also on Amazon, Orlando Bloom will be uh, producing and starring uh, on a limited or an untitled series right now. So there's no title. It's about human rights lawyer Jared Genzer. Um, he, it's about his character and his team work to free prisoners of conscience, human rights prisoners in high risk areas throughout the world's most difficult hot zones. Okay. I love Orlando. You're you're a big fan of Orlando, aren't you? Where did you fall in love with him? Was it uh, Lord of the Rings? Or um, was it, it was uh, Pirates, of, Pirates the of the Caribbean. Oh, it was Pirates. Pirates. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm sure you'll be checking out his. Uh, you check out all his projects, Amanda. Pretty much. Yeah, in his personal life, and you know, social all media. that good stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, he's a new outside his house, you know, yeah. Uh, oh, we have, to, stuff. <laughs> we have to right. congratulate Orlando and Katy Perry. They just welcomed the baby. Daisy Dove. Daisy uh, Dove Blue. Dove. <laughs> Blue, yeah. You know you're um, Orlando, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Also, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran um, um, just welcomed his his first daughter with his longtime girlfriend. And uh, this was a surprise one, but uh, Emma Roberts is expecting. Um, with Garrett with Hedlund. Right? Yeah, with Garrett Hedlund, yeah. Where, who is she with? Garrett Hedlund. She's no longer with Evan Peters. She's uh, moved on. She beat him up once, I think. Oh. She, she beat him up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she got arrested once for beating him up. Oh. <laughs> it's terrible. I shouldn't have. It's actually really bad. It's terrible. Holy hell. Wow. <laughs> We should have Eric Roberts back on so we can congratulate him on yes. being a grandpa. He's, good. He's a grandfather now, right? We had Eric Roberts on the show. Um, was it last month? Wow. Uh, it, was like, it was like around the time the pandemic started. Yep. Right right around the beginning of it, yeah. Um, also on Amazon, Nicolas Cage gonna, uh, is doing an animated show. He's voicing a lead character. Uh, an adaptation of Artemis Fowl author's... Um, her other novel called High Fire. So it's in development in Amazon. So um, that's like another YA type thing? YA novel. Yeah, I believe so. But uh, his character called High Fire is a vodka drinking, flash dance loving dragon who lives in an isolated existence in the bayous of Louisiana. <laughs> that could be fun. That should be I'm cool. really wondering when they say Flashdance, they mean literally the movie Flashdance from the eighties. I I don't know about that. <laughs> and so, uh, was, like, uh, you know, yeah, this is I'm really wondering how much of a how much of a uniting maybe you know, you're right, cultural maybe signifier that is <laughs> in maybe, these days. In the series, dragons once ruled the earth, and Lord Highfire ruled the dragons from his uh, eyrie, whatever that is. Airy, A E R I. The A E Y R I E, yeah. What oh, is that? E Y? E Y R I E, yeah. So, uh, Amanda, I guess she left us for a little while. But, General, are you. I'm excited? still here. Oh, okay, you, you use a little camera shot right now. Just, Got it. Are you smoking up too? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, Chandler, are you ready for this? The Mandalorian has announced its season two yes. premiere date. Yes. Yes. We just see I Baby so Yoda and the rest of the cast: Pedro Pascal and Timothy Oliphant, Tamara Morrison as Boba Fett, which is exciting. The world, the world needs more Baby Yoda right now. If there's yes. ever been a time if that the every, world needs yes, one, yes. <laughs> In 2020, we need Baby Yoda. And a yeah. new cast member we already announced here on BTB is Rosario, Rosario Dawson, Dawson. Yes. playing Ahsoka Tano, which is pretty exciting. Um, Great, Rosario Dawson. October 30th, guys. So mark your calendars. That is so exciting. Day before Halloween. You know, speaking, speaking of Pedro Pascal, do you know what he's done recently? Which I thought was super, super cool. Well, he's going to be in Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we already knew that. But this is yeah. something he did as like this kind of like kind of surprise pandemic project. Do you know what this is? What I'm talking about? Um, you might have to, you have to let the cat out of the bag. Go. I don't know. You well, no, I mean it's already been out. But okay. it's uh, it was uh, you guys uh, you guys fans of the of the show Community. Did you guys ever watch that? No, I, I don't. I've know. always you know I've always wanted to watch it. Well, but... watch it immediately. It's on Netflix right now, and it is absolutely one of the funniest TV shows 
I think Tim Sung is brilliant. Life. I think Allison Bree is brilliant. I love her in Glow. Yeah. I watch yeah, Allison. Same with Joel McHale and yeah. Um, yeah, the but it was like such a brilliant show. Okay. And they they did a they did kind of this like sneak reunion where they did a like a Skype table read of one of their classic episodes. And uh, instead of like in that episode, Walton Goggins played a character. Oh, he's great. I interviewed Walton, Walton Goggins. Couldn't be in the table read, so they got Pedro Pascal to show up. A oh, surprise! Oh, cool. <laughs> and, and I thought for the, that commu- was for the really, community read. Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> really cool and surprising. So it's one of those reunions. Yeah, that's interesting because they're going to have another big reunion for the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Oh, 30, wow. Yeah, thirtieth anniversary on HBO Max. Um, so in honor of the show's thirtieth anniversary, so Will Smith will be there. Of course he has to. I mean, he is the Fresh Prince. Tatiana Ali, Karen Parsons. Did the guy, the guy who played Uncle Phil, he died. Sadly, yeah. Uncle Phil died. Yes, so he will not be at that reunion. You know, you know what else he did? What else he did besides playing Uncle Phil? I was surprised to learn this, but okay, he did the voice for uh, for Shredder in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. I had no idea. Wow, that's yeah, I didn't either until I read that. Oh, that's great. Oh. <laughs> So that should be a, a, a reunion worth tuning in for. Um, Stars has given a series order for a third spinoff to the Power Universe called Power Book 4 Force. Uh, that also shoots in New York, Roberta. I've seen the power casting notices for that show. Is that any good? Any of those shows? I have not. Uh, the Cal Drogo of the DMV, Mr. Lionbeck, was said it's a good show, but I haven't personally tuned in. Mm-hmm. Uh, also on Stars is a horror comedy, um, upcoming uh, horror comedy called Shining Veil. Um, Courtney Cox and Greg Kinnear star in that one. Um, it's about a dysfunctional family that moves from the city to a small town into a house which terrible atrocities have taken place. So. It's like an amazing movie from 2002. <laughs> there you Courtney go. Courtney Cox and Greg Kinnear. Right. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Both, um, oh, Greg Kinnear, a really cool guy. He actually, he actually had drinks with us um, not too long ago at, um, well, it was this was like the last season of House of Cards. And uh, he was at the bar. He was actually watching the game. And I uh, just chatted with him because we were with a group of friends. He was there by himself, actually. And really? then, yeah. And then we a couple of us just walked up and they chatted, hey, Greg, you know, I was, yeah, I'm just watching my, you know, my, my game. I think it was college. Uh, college basketball game. I can't remember which team he was into, but uh, then he just kind of chatted with all of us for a while, and then we were trying to go to the next bar. We invited Greg to go. He's like, "Oh, thanks for the invite. I appreciate it." <laughs> but I thought it was kind of cool for him to take his time to talk to us. So that is really nice. So this is in Baltimore. This was a yeah. This is the final season of House of Cards. Wow. Wow. As you know, uh, Greg has a role in the final uh, final season. So. If you're a fan of Nosferatu on AMC, sadly that has been canceled after two seasons, guys. So that's gonna that sucks that that show's gone. However, on CBL, CBS All Access Star Trek Discovery, they're adding a first their first non-binary and first non, uh, transgender character. Um, so this is the first in the decades-long history of Star well. Trek. Transgender, but it's I'm assuming transgender human character. 
transgender human character. Is there? Yeah, because they've, they've had they've had transgender, transgender aliens. Like, aliens on, on yeah. On so it's I don't like, know. Does that uh, count? <laughs> I guess it does. It does count. I don't know. No, it doesn't count. <laughs> so yeah. So this is our first. Yeah. So it's. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so it's um. I know that's super nerdy for me to say. No, that's okay. It, no, aliens. It's like, well, it's it's um, they're hermaphroditic, right? The, the right. aliens are hermaphroditic. They have both mm-hmm. female and male mm-hmm. organs. So that's I I see what you're alluding to. Um. Let's see. So, uh, so Blue Del Barrio is going to play the first non-binary character called Adira. And um, let's see. The first transgender character uh, is named Gray, portrayed by Ian Alexander. Gray is an empathetic, warm, eager to fulfill a lifelong dream of being a Trill host. Okay. Um, on Fox, they're actually going to do um, an animated X-Files series, guys. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so set in the universe of the original sci-fi action show. With Mulder uh, and Scully? You know what? I don't think they're going to be a part of this. This is um, So this is a comedic take. Comedic and animated take on the beloved series. So kind of like what Below Deck Star Trek you know, that's kind of like a comedic animated take on the show, you know, so that should be pretty cool. So that's, so that's, that's going to be a thing they're probably going to do with a lot of, you know, maybe past their prime franchises, you know, do yeah. these, like, comedic takes. Yeah. Should be pretty cool. And wrapping up the TV news, guys, on ABC, um, they're doing, uh, they just announced the Dancing with the Stars 2020 cast. Um, this is a surprising addition. Carol Baskin of Tiger, King, Tiger King fame will, was the most surprising addition to the cast. I saw that on Good Morning. <laughs> I wonder how, how how many often they're going to bring up. Where's your husband? Or why can your husband be here tonight? And I was about to say, like, wow, who knew who knew killing your husband could get you so much I fame? <laughs> I know. She's got two reality shows now. What the hell? Um, she's uh, going to be joined by Nelly, rapper Nelly, um, Justina Machado from One Day at a Time, Backstreet Boys, AJ McLean. Netflix cheerhead coach Monica Aldama, Bachelorette's Chris, uh, Caitlin Bristow, Johnny Weir, Olympic figure skater, Vernon Davis, Super Bowl champion, Sky Jackson from Disney, the catfish host Nev Shulman. Oh my gosh. NBA's Charles Oakley and uh, real host Jenna Mai, selling sunset, sunset real estate agent Krishnell Strauss. Wow, they're really. Going the bottom of the barrel, aren't they? Good God! Um, but this one's a big name, surprising name. Anne Heche. She's a pretty well-known actress. At one point, she, I'd say she was an A-list actress. She hasn't done as much lately, I think. But it's actually that was a surprising name because usually Dancing you with the Stars. You think she was an A-list actress? I think at one point she was. Oh, yeah. I guess. I don't know who that on... is. She um she dated Ellen. Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres for a while. She was. She was... Wasn't she married to Ellen for a while? You know what? Were they together or were they actually married? I mean, they might have been married, yeah. Because that was that was kind of a huge deal when that happened. Yeah. And, and uh, I guess she was in that movie with Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Uh, whatever that was called. I don't remember what it was called, but yeah. otherwise, I mean, yeah, I mean, calling your A-list is a little generous. Yeah. <laughs> <anything>. uh, <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that, but that's the new cast. Uh, new host, of course, is Tyra Banks, so check that out. So we got to take a classic cut break, and when we get back, guys, we will be talking with actress Azura Sky, guys, from Riverdale, from... <laughs> So many cool shows. Stumptown on ABC. She's been in uh, um, Charmed on CW. And, of course, the movie that we'll be promoting called The Swerve. We're going to talk all about it. But for the classic cut, guys, it's more more of a tribute cut um, because it's all about the one and only. Um, actually, you know what? Let's, let's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the cool cut for this tribute, but I'm going to do a classic cut. So the classic cut... Uh, it was um, a DJ named Eric Murillo in 1993. He had a, a big hit called I Like to Move It, Move It. It was a big club hit. Roberto, you probably know this hit. Um, he was found uh, sadly dead in his apartment in Miami, Florida. Um, I guess they have to do their autopsy investigation. Oh, but, I had no idea. Wow. Yeah, just passed away, guys. So this is the this is I Like to Move It. Um, by Eric Marilla. Rest in peace. Um, we'll be back here right at the Classic Cut. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. Yeah, I like to move it, move it. All gangs all over the world. Original King Julian for the case, man. I love how all the girls move their body. And when you move your body, you do move it nice and sweet and sassy, alright? Woman, you're cute, and you don't need no makeup. Original cute body makeup on model. Woman, you're cute, and you don't need no makeup. Original cute body makeup on model. Woman, physically fit, physically fit, physically, physically, physically fit. Woman, physically fit, physically fit, physically, physically, physically fit. Woman, ice cream, fantastic. Mix your body out in the big tight and woman and ice cream in a dead dick. Mix your body out in the big tight and woman in ice cream. Fantastic, big chip on the ocean is a big titanic woman and nice, sweet, fantastic, big chip on the ocean is a big titanic Woman, I like to move it, move it, I like to move it, move it, I like to move it, move it, yeah I like to Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. That was the classic cut. That was Eric Murillo. I like to move it, move it. Um, but uh, yeah, Eric Murillo, again, very influential DJ during his time. Um, but if I could just read a little bit on him. So he died at the age of 49. He was found at his home by Miami Beach police. Um He's a Columbia-born artist who has had a huge influence on house music over his 30-year career. Um, but he, his collaboration on the song "I Like to Move It" was when was his "Real to Real." Um, I guess that's the group that he used, um, and that song was featured in the animated film Madagascar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, rest in peace. Eric Marillo. Also, um, just a couple other names um, in addition to the late, great Chadwick Boseman that passed away. 
Cliff Robertson, former NBA All-Star and contestant on Survivor, passed away at age 53. Cesar Cordova, who appeared with Al Pacino in Scarface in Carlito's Way, died in died in Atlantic City, New Jersey, natural causes, age of 84. Animation writer and executive Joe Ruby, who created one of the creators of Scooby-Doo, um, passed away at the age of 87. Ian Royce, one of the warm-up acts for Britain's Got Talents and The X Factor in the UK, passed away at the age of 51. And Bullet, Barb, Ar- Bullet Bob Armstrong, WWE Hall of Famer and um, legend in wrestling, has passed away as well. So... Those are the celebrities, and including, of course, the late great, the late great Chadwick Boseman, who passed away, and conspicuous by its absence. Tom Seaver. Who? Yeah, that happened today. Tom Seaver. A couple of hours ago. Tom Seaver. What is it? He's a pitcher. He's like a legendary. He's like one of the one of the best pitchers in Major League history. Oh he played, man. He played in the '70s and '80s, and um, yeah, he passed away today. Oh. Rest in peace as well. And then conspicuous by his absence today is Chachi McFly. One of his best friends from childhood had sadly passed away due to brain cancer. But uh, rest in peace to everybody. Um, so we're excited, guys. We're going to be um, joined by the lovely and talented Azura Sky to talk about this great film. Really looking forward to that. So when she joins, we're going to start that up. And um, really quick, so... um. Last Sunday was the VMAs uh, on MTV. I was actually lucky enough to attend the VMAs a couple times. A couple times. Once, uh, the most recent time was in New York in 2016. It was a good time. Uh, Roberta, have you been to Vandal Nightclub in New York? No, I have not. Uh, it's on the Lower East Side. Um, it's um, such an awesome club. They actually had the Republic Records after party for the, uh, the VMAs that year. Wow. One of the Hands down, one of the best, best parties I've ever been to. It was such a class act. It was so cool. I mean, they had everything from like, I mean, the food and open bar is standard. Um, and of course, all the celebrities and the red carpet's cool. But uh, we can t- discuss that when we uh, get back. But let's go ahead and introduce, yes, on Below the Belt Show, the extremely talented, the very lovely the one and only Azura Sky. Azura, good to have you on Below the Belt Show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my gosh. All of us watched the swerve. Oh, you did? Holy That's... shit. And you can curse on our show, by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. That last 10 minutes just blew my that... mind. Yeah, that was a tour de force. Uh, I don't know if we can talk about spoilers during an interview like this, but uh, maybe we can do a little disclaimer. Um, but let's get into all that crazy details a little later so people can listen to the initial part. So non-spoilery stuff first. First of all, wow, congratulations on that role. It was so, so well done. So well done. And your acting was it, just top-notch. Yeah, as an actor, it really doesn't get any better than that. And I was really aware of that every day. And for the rest of my life, I don't know if I'll ever have another role that's, that's quite that amazing when it comes to like having a role to sink your teeth into. Yes. How often do you get something like that? Once wow. Time, maybe. So um, it, it was a tremendous opportunity and I felt very lucky every day. Have you, had you ever had a role where, you, where it was entirely about you before that one? 
Not quite in the same way. It had been a really long time before I had, since I had done a project um, where I was in almost every scene, every shot. Right. You know, we were shooting six hours a day. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, six days a week, rather. Um, six know, hours? That'd be a short day on set. Yeah, like, <laughs> okay, six hours, I can do it. Um, <laughs> and it was, oh, sorry, my cat is entering the frame. <laughs> she always likes to get in on the conversation. Um, but I did, it had been a long time since I had done something where just that much was required of me. And I didn't know, <laughs> but, um, I didn't know if I actually had the, the stamina for it. Um, but it was definitely a scary one going into. Oh my gosh! Wow. Uh, tell us first of all how you got involved with the project. Was uh, did the filmmakers or producers approach you? Is this something you auditioned for? Uh, a little of both. They approached me and were interested. Oh, um, good. They sent me the material and I read it um, and responded to it. I liked the script. I loved the character. <laughs> um, and so I did. A, I had a phone call with uh, with Tommy and Dean, the director and the producer, and then that went really well. And I I kind of thought that it might uh, move forward from there. And I didn't hear anything for a long time. And they just kept saying, "Oh, they really like you. They really like you. They're just right. kind of these together." So then after like a month or maybe even more, I I offered to make a tape because I hadn't actually auditioned. I had only had a phone call with them. So I said, would you like me to make a tape? And would you right. like me to audition? And they said, oh, well, if you want to. And I said, sure, I can do that. So then I did that. And um, I, don't, I don't know if that helped it, if that helped push it over the edge or not. But um, yeah, that's how it happened. Oh, that is awesome. So uh, tackling a character that's just, it seems very complex, dealing with um, just mental illness. Uh, was there anything did you do it in particular to prepare for a character that had mental illness or suffering from, I guess, the sleep disorder that that gave her those horrible nightmares and gave her those crazy bouts? Um, anything yeah, I, that in particular that you studied? I didn't sleep for like 50 days, 52 days. No, Whoa, no. you went totally method? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. In fact, I think the only... I, Personally, I am not a method actor. Maybe at some point um, I'll do a project that requires that, but thus far that has not been my my toolbox, so to speak. Uh, I think the only way you can get through a movie like this is um, <laughs> is if you actually do get a tremendous amount of rest. Um, and in terms of like, how do you prepare for a film like this? I don't yes. think you can. I really, which was one of the scary things about it. I really didn't know what I was going to do. Um, it was just sort of about kind of getting myself in a headspace where I could be really raw and really distilled um, and really close to the close to the earth and close to the ground, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, and I guess the whole time it was, you know, it was also like trying not to act too much. Yes. You know, acting, acting less. Yes. Uh, sorry, Subtlety, I guess. I mean, sorry, it's kind of a strange answer. I did make a pie, though, because pie is a big part of... Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Will you ever look at apple pie the same way again? Oh, yeah, you know, it's just a movie. I can get okay. over it. <laughs> do, do you make a, like, before that role, could you make a mean pie? 
No, not at all. I had never made a pie before in my life. Oh. Never before. But I was like, you know, for the, I should have made a pie, you know, going into this. It almost seemed irresponsible not to. And then I was also, <laughs> at some point, the director was going to say to me during filming, like, have you ever even made a pie? And I needed to be able to say yes and be honest about it. So I did make a pie. I did not make my own crust because that just seemed a bridge too far for myself. Right. <laughs> this, this already pie crust just did the, did the job, right? Yeah. Yeah. And wow. The other thing I did to prepare that actually I, I did use quite a bit was um, I put together music that I just really dark, depressing music. Oh. That that I referred to and used a lot, and that just kind of got me in that good low. So, like, so, so like a like a playlist. Yeah, what well, was on it? It wasn't. It was probably ten or so songs. It was. Um, it started with um, a Frank Zappa song called "Sofa," which is just instrumental, which always makes me cry. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, what else is on there? Um, a Warm Place by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, great band right there. Yes. Yeah. Um, Sinead O'Connor's um, Nothing Compares to You. Love it. Are- Love that song, by the way. Mood, mood music. Mm-hmm. I still have it. I still have it. I, I, I hear um, a, 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 like an alternative rock theme from the 80s, 90s thing going on, right? Was that one of your yeah, favorite genres? Awesome. I know. You're, you're absolutely right. Yes. Mad World, Mad World was on there, very much to tie into the thing. Yes. Did you go with the Tears for Fears version, or uh, who who did the really great cover of that? Um, no, it was the um, Gary Jules. Is that his name? Gary Jules. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, the Mad World. Yes, I love that. That is amazing. Yeah. Well, so first of all, your character has such a dysfunctional family. My gosh, you have. <laughs> Your kids that are foul-mouthed, that, that drop the F-bomb to you. You have a husband that's, that cheats on you. <laughs> you have a sister that you have, I guess, a more hate-than-love relationship with. Um, wow. So have, have you ever <laughs> – uh, how were you able to draw into that character having so much family dissension and family drama? Well, that was that was all um, fabricated and acting for me because I don't I don't have anything like that to draw from. Um, there you go. I, I'm one of those people who comes from a super tight, awesome family unit, um, <laughs> which I credit everything for. So I don't I didn't have that dysfunction to draw from. So I, I had to make it up, um, which was fun, which is, you know, what we do as actors. And make yes. Movies. And it's always fun to, you know, play play people who are different than yourself. So absolutely, that I was, was I was completely sold on that. Wow, that that was fantastic. Um, well, that's also, you know, goes that's also speaks very highly of the other cast members. I yes. thought I just delivered such wonderful performances, and it was very easy to feel uncomfortable um, <laughs> and at odds with this with the casting. And, um, you know, just, just such great actors. It, it all happened very naturally. All right. I was curious with your, uh, <laughs> how it felt to shoot the scenes with Paul, uh, with Zach Grant. Uh, <laughs> you had some very <laughs> crazy scenes. Uh, I guess uh, the character is, is one of your, the character's one of your students. And 
is. I'm, I'm guessing, hopefully, he's a senior that just turned 18, or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> well, I just... play a, a, yeah, I play a, a high school English teacher. I'm teaching seniors. Okay. Um, I think he's supposed to be, like, 17. Okay. Um, that that bit of casting, to me, was so important, and I was so yeah. anxious nervous to find out who they cast. Um, yeah, of course. In order for that to work and be believable, which I think it is, um, and I think that part of the movie works really well. Um, but I was so nervous to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he he was amazing. Um, he, I mean, I thought I would be uncomfortable, but he actually made me feel uh, very comfortable. I thought it would be the other way around, you know, because I'm oh, the okay. adult, you know, trying to make right. this young man feel comfortable. And what is a, a very strange job that we found ourselves in. Um <laughs> But he was amazing and such such a, a talented actor and just has such a lovely, genuine quality. Um, and, and it was really a pleasure. It was so, not as uncomfortable on the day doing it as it is when you watch it on screen. When I watch oh. it, it's extremely uncomfortable. It's a really hard movie for me to watch for all sorts of reasons. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, but yes. doing it was, was, you know, it's actually very technical, if any, more than anything. Um, and kind of just felt normal and fine. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, my God, I did that. Just, an, just another hand job. It's not a big deal. <laughs> uh, beat sitting behind a desk, right? Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. My gosh. <laughs> wow, that is insane. I was like, I guess I want to turn, let's go into some spoilerish ter- territory. I get some major plot points of the film. So if you're listening and... I would advise watching the movie first because the movie is absolutely brilliant and crazy and just amazing. So please watch it. But the last 10 minutes, oh my God, that was like the most intense um, moments in film that I recall in recent memory. I mean, you're making the pie. We see the big can of rat poison and we saw what it did to the rats in your house. So obviously the, the stuff does work. Right. And this is where because you know you go through your hallucinations or your your um your dreams or nightmares what have you. So I just want I I was wondering about the boys, about your sons. Yeah. Um because it went back and forth, you know, earlier in the film from reality to to you know, nightmares and um after they sadly had eaten the pie and reacted to what was in the pie. Um, it cuts away to you uh, going, uh, leaving the house. So I guess, is there? Can you confirm what what happened with the boys? Well, do you want me to give it away? Well, we we all saw the movie. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> listeners listeners haven't yet, or listeners yeah. watchers. And I guess that's a good question. Do we want it like? Uh, do you feel any sort of, uh, would you feel any guilt in spoiling things? Like, or are you under any sort of? I'm not under any kind of a gag order, if that's what you're asking. Okay. Any special instructions. But it is such sort of, it is such a crazy, horrific, off the rails ending. I think it does a disservice to the movie, if, if you know. But if you really want to talk about it, I'm more than happy to do that. Okay. Well, I think that's we'll why we leave it to our fearless leader here to make that decision. <laughs> well, I would just say to the listeners again, please listen um, 
to the beginning of this interview, but ev everything going forward could possibly talk about major plot lines in the film. Okay, very good. Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so what happened to the boys? I know. I wanted to know, too. That's where I was. Is it not obvious? Does, is it ambiguous as to what happens to them? It's ambiguous. Yeah, I didn't know either. Well, I, well, I made the I, assumption. I thought that the oldest son died. I thought he died. And um, that's why your character was so calm after that and was so, like, driven to do what she did. Well, you assume correctly. And the fate of the other boy is um, just as grim. Oh, so, yeah, it's okay. a it's double, double whammy. Oh. Um, it was a really cute. <laughs> and um, also one of those, again, there's just no way to prepare for that. It's impossible. You just have to show up on the day and kind of open yourself up to something bigger than you are in a way um, and just kind of kind of let it flow. Hope it shows up. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about Claudia, You're the, the actress that played your sister? She also took a big bite, but we didn't find out what happened to her. Right. So I think Claudia fares okay, because I think it's it's just a small bite, you know, and then I kind of knock it out of her hand. So I think that she didn't get enough to to cause any damage. But wasn't she great, Ashley Bell? Oh, wow. Well, Ashley oh, Bell yeah. played your sister. Wow. Yeah. She was fantastic. And I, I actually thought while watching the film that your sister was going to hook up with your husband. Just the, <laughs> yeah, you know how, like yeah I thought they were going that direction at first, but yeah. that would have added more, you know, more punch. And, uh, but I, I think there was enough craziness going on. We didn't need yeah. to add that. That was probably too much of a soap opera type direction. Yeah. And like I said, I would not put it past her. Her character. Her character. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, in the very final scene, you go to the grocery store. And this one, I won't. This one, I we will, won't go in. We won't go into this one. Say. But, but um, the last moments of the film, holy f, wow. And that this is where we won't discuss. We won't discuss uh, this part. I thought that I think it's a little too much to discuss this this ending. But definitely one of the most powerful endings um, I've seen in a film but uh kudos to the film i mean it's been been getting great reviews Azura, i'm reading uh, Thank uh you. great rotten tomatoes score and uh wow fantastic you know we did a while ago it's been three years since we filmed this so it's exciting that it's uh that it's finally getting out there and people are going to see it right so let's talk about uh the uh oh, i had the release date yes um, it will be uh, available Tuesday, September 22nd on digital, uh, on video on demand and digital, which is really exciting. Um, wow. Uh, Azura, let's talk about a couple of your other cool projects because uh, you were recently on um, Charmed on the CW. I was. Uh, and also Riverdale, CW. So you're kind of like a CW year. Yeah, that's a CW year. How, how did you like your experience on those shows? They were great. Um, it was really fun. The Riverdale I had done, I forget what season, maybe season one, but pretty early on. Um, so it was a big surprise that they brought me back so much later, but always, always a pleasure to go back. Um, I'm really impressed with that, that group of kids. I, I suppose they're not really kids. They're young adults, but they're so professional. 
um, and so good at what they do. And um, it's really a pleasure to be on that set and work with them. Um, and Charmed was was fun. Also a lovely cast. And um, both of those shoot up in Vancouver. So lots of time in Canada last year. But yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm someone who's, I'm very much a working actor and always have been. So Love it. I'm grateful to have a job. I'm grateful to get to work with good people. And um, it's, it's, it's that simple for me. Is there any particular TV role that is the most memorable for you? The most memorable? Yes. Or maybe your favorite. The TV role. Um... Gosh, sorry, I'm stammering here. Um, you know, I did an arc on a couple episodes of Buffy way back on the day, back in the day. When oh, I was, like, sweet. 20. And um, it's funny, I, I I get recognized occasionally for stuff. And I will say that nine times out of 10, when someone comes up to me, like on the street, and be like, oh, were you an actress? Or, you know, were you a first guy? Or whatever they say. And nine times out of 10, it's it's a Buffy reference. Yes. It's interesting. You think it was like the younger fans, but a lot of times like people in their 50s and their 60s. Um, so that's interesting and fun to be part of such an iconic show, you know, in, in a limited capacity anyway. I, I love was, that. Uh, yeah, that, that, that there are very much worse things to be associated with than the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, awesome. Privilege. Yeah, no doubt. How did you like working with Joss? Oh, he's great. Super cool. Um, yeah, he's he's a cool guy. I've run into him over the years a few times since. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, really, really interesting guy. Super talented and um, just a, a lovely energy and nice person to be around. Are you still in touch with any of your fellow cast from Buffy? Uh, no, I'm not. You know, it's funny. It's, I find it's very rare that you actually stay in touch with people. Is that how it is usually in the acting world? You know, you'll run into someone like on like, you know, at a restaurant or at a function or something. Yeah. Great to see them. And it's so genuine. But I I find over the years it's surprising how, how few people I've actually stayed in touch with. But I'm always happy to run into them. <laughs> yeah. Happy. Yeah. Because you did. feel like you're going to make you, these lifelong friends on these TV shows you make sometimes, you know. You do, and then and then it does more times than not. It just doesn't happen, and I don't think that's anyone's fault. And I think everyone actually has, you know, the best of intentions of really staying friends, but more times than not, it, it just doesn't happen. Right. But that's long, you know, you never know, you never know where it goes. Wow, that's so cool. Um, you were actually also on Stumptown. Oh yeah. Um, uh yeah uh, episode three of that how did you like that experience we actually had adrian martinez on our show fun yeah um well my time on Stumptown was very brief i was only there for a day yeah i arrived at like you know six in the morning and i was gone by about lunchtime oh so, wow super quick scene. <laughs> it was fast it was fun um i love that actress she's super cool and smolders oh. yes and um, so it was fun working with her. And I got to work with Donald Logue, which was which was thrilling and big fan of his. So, yeah, it was it was a fun afternoon. I was hoping she would come back, the madam, but I think that show's over. I know. Sadly, yes. I, Stumptown yeah. was not renewed for a second season. It happens. Yeah, I know. But Sometimes. Riverdale is a big hit. And your character of Darla, you've been on 
episode uh sorry season two and season four uh what's the future of the darla character i don't know um i don't think we've seen the last of her good Um, i don't think those shows have actually gone back to filming yet um i do not know is the answer i hope we get to see more of her but as of now i i have not heard anything i did paul make suggestions yes i Absolutely. I did actually watch your um, season two, episode 17, uh, when your your um, when your character was introduced and saw that you you had a nice scene with Lily Reinhardt and Machen uh, Amick. Yes. Yes. That was a really nice scene. But I was curious if you got a chance to run into the late, great Luke Perry on set. I did not, sadly. I was so hoping that I would. Um, I I was always a Dylan girl myself. Yeah. And uh no, and I was hoping that if I did come back I might have the opportunity might have the opportunity to work with him or at least, you know, bump into him in the makeup trailer or something. But sadly our paths never crossed and that was that was such a heartbreak when that happened. Oh. Yeah, I know. Definitely definitely one of the saddest losses um that uh, people that we've lost within the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Of course we're just talking about Chad mm-hmm. Bozeman uh, and you know, just, I mean, Luke Perry, another actor that's just gone way too soon, way too yeah. young. So, has, it um, been, has it been, like, a real challenge? Like, how, how how much of a challenge has it been since the, you know, since the pandemic started, especially as an actress? Well, it's funny, because I've, I've actually gone this long before without working. But in in that scenario there was always the possibility that that could change at any time. It was like, I could go on an audition tomorrow and get a job, or I might get some great offer next week. Whereas here, it's in this case, it's surreal because it's just so indefinite and unknown. It's very hard to plan anything. And I think as human beings, we're, we're planners, right? Right. And, and even though we don't, we never really know what's going to happen. I think we like to think we do. But um, but that's all kind of been taken away from us now. So it's, it's interesting how we're very forced, I find, to just live in the present. You know, it's really just like day to day now. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Um, what, what are your favorite activities to do when you're not working? Well, um, like during the pandemic or just in yeah. general? Well, I guess during the pandemic, since it's been happening since March, <laughs> so well, I guess. Yeah. Are we in month six of this now? Yeah, right. March, April, May, June, July, mm-hmm. August, September. Yeah. It's Jesus just Christ. wild. This dystopian reality we all find ourselves in, and it's also amazing how quickly we adjust to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's how we. That's how it is, where we forget how many months it's been, <laughs> or. Um, yeah. And we're very adaptable. It's, it's yeah. How quickly we adapt but I, I write also so that's that's been a saving grace and um that takes up a lot of my time um since well, the pandemic started i now garden very minimally but more than i did before and are you based out of la yeah i am okay, okay. are any of you in la right now um roberta's in new york uh i'm back and forth in new york um but we were based in the dmv dc maryland virginia area ah okay Very yes nice. Yeah. And yeah, but um, 
Also, I was curious if you started making more pie. <laughs> no, I've only made that one pie. That when I, in preparation for the film, I made the oh. one. Pie. It didn't turn out very well. Um, do, you, do, you, do you cook other things? Um, I cook more than I bake. Okay. But like I said, just since the pandemic, I am one of those people who started baking bread. I now have my sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> I eat it. It got a little out of control. I had to take a break from the bread because we were eating yeah. a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, a lot of us, are, like most of us here are actors. We cannot, wait to, we cannot wait to get back to set soon. Um, I know it's going to be a different world when... when um, uh, Roberta, have you been back uh, yet since the pandemic? You have, um, right? I did. I did Monday, but it's an independent film. Okay. Everything else, they just started up production, and you have to go yeah. three days prior, and we have COVID tests. COVID tests, yeah. So it's a whole process I mean, right now. Yeah, yeah, New York's a little bit better now in New York. It's it's gotten better here, but it's still very three days prior, two days prior COVID testing. It's it's rough. Yeah. yeah. No, it's so gonna some... be interesting. Uh, yeah whole new world out there but yeah. it's nice that uh things are starting to go back you know i just hope that it's being done safely and correctly but it, it seems like it is so more to be revealed awesome awesome well azura wow we thank you so much uh for joining us here on below the belt show of course the swerve available on video on demand my gosh, what a heavy, crazy, amazing, edge-of-your-seat kind of film. Um, we call it the feel-good film of the year. Feel-good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it, it's fitting for 2020, at least. It's awesome. <laughs> I think, you know, it's been such a rough year. You go see a movie like this, and you think, yes. it's worse. It really could be so much worse. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I will personally... We'll never look at uh, now. I have two movies that that make me think of apple pie in weird ways. One is American Pie, and the other is your <laughs> film. So, so thank you. Well, I'm glad to know. As long as you don't get the two mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Azura, you're amazing. You're beautiful and so talented. Your your acting role as Holly was just amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so for, much for for being a part of the uh, Below the Belt show. And if you could, before we let you go. Uh, do a little promo. Let us know who you are. Mm-hmm. Throw out a plug for the Swerve. Maybe some of your better known projects: Buffy, Riverdale, whatever you want to throw in. Or a witty Bon Mot. <laughs> and then let us know you're on below the belt. Okay. Hi, I'm Azura Sky from the Swerve. You might also know me from Riverdale or American Horror Story, to name a couple. Uh, but I hope you like the swerve, and you are on Below the Belt. Awesome. I would be remiss as a big American horror story. Uh, yeah, what were you on that? I love American Horror Story. Oh, I was in season one, um, and they have not had me back, which I'm very disappointed about. Again, please write, call, make suggestions. Ryan Murphy, <laughs> I hope you're listening. In season one, I was part of the, the home invasion team. Oh, yes. Tried to reenact that horrible crime from the 60s. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wow, I do remember now. That was, that was, that, that was a pivotal scene in season one. Wow. Well, we got to see your character back on AHS for sure. I've kind of given up on that one, unfortunately. All right. Well, if I ever see Ryan Murphy, I'll, I'll know. 
Oh, I'd appreciate it if you could put in a good word for me. I'll I'll nudge him. I mean, uh, you know, I've seen him at a, you know, see him well, start a hashtag. <laughs> and um, I guess one more one more question because I I I did love Buffy. Uh, if you're asked to do a reunion, would you do one? Oh yeah, in a heartbeat. Nice. Uh, yep. And if Josh if Josh was Josh is involved, right? He's got to be definitely be involved for sure. Oh yeah, I don't I don't think anyone would really consider doing a Buffy remake without Josh. Right. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, sir, thank you so much. You're amazing. Yes. Yeah. Great, great meeting you. Your film is nice great. I'm, I'm going to have yes. nightmares tonight. We, we absolutely love the swerve. And um, you deserve all the praise that you get, that you thank get for that. Thank you so yeah. much. All right, guys. Take care. Be well. Happy Halloween. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye. 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 All right, guys. Azura Sky, guys, unbelievable. Oh, she, was, she was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, she was. Yeah, she was great. Um, General, are you still with us? I Mike am. General's on. Okay, you're missing yeah. from. <laughs> I just, I just have one of those faces that disappear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just got a couple more things to throw out, and then we'll wrap tonight's broadcast. I thought that was a, a fantastic interview, guys, and. Um, hope you guys don't have nightmares from watching that film, but it was uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely a heavy, heavy film. Um, so the, uh, I think we were talking about the VMAs um, this past Sunday. So they had to do a very unique show. This was in New York. Um, I was, I think I was talking about being at, uh, I was at MSG, Madison Square Garden, for the main show, and then the the after party is a Republic Records party at Vandal, and. Um, you know, that's the VMAs that I'm familiar with, but they had to do s something so different uh, for for this VMAs, as you know. Um, because of the pandemic, they actually had um, kind of a drive-in movie style for one of the performances where people drove their cars in, sat on the roofs of their cars, and watched a couple of the performances and um, uh couple of the awards announcements as well. And it seems like they had some pre-recorded performances as well. But, um, you know, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, they, um, they, they had an amazing performance. Well, specifically Lady Gaga, who is the first ever Tricon award recipient. Um, I guess that's better than an icon. <laughs> um, I guess that's just recognizing her, um, her stardom, not as, not only just as an artist in the music industry, but also as an actress, as you know, she's an American Horror Story and um, the Bradley Cooper movie, Star is Born. <laughs> and then also there, you know, I guess the third part of the Tricon is just um, how she's an influencer, a social media influencer and a humanitarian. I think that's the third part of the Tricon. But the first ever Tricon Award recipient, Lady Gaga, of course, they talked about some of the social injustices going on, um, the BLM movements, of course. Uh, the weekend was very um, vocal about that during his uh, awards, uh, during his awards acceptance, uh, saying justice for uh, Breonna Taylor. And um, Miley Cyrus, she, her performance was fantastic. Uh, she even had a a little uh, homage to the Wrecking Ball video. Uh, you guys have seen the Wrecking Ball video that Miley's done, uh, where she was um, swinging on a mirror ball instead of a Wrecking Ball. 
Uh, but she had clothes on this time. She wasn't naked. <laughs> um, what other highlights were there? Um, well, the video of the year was uh, the weekend for uh, Blinding Lights. Um, BTS, best group. Uh, BTS, Ooh. apparently, they're from South Korea, but this K-pop sensation has taken over. Uh, you know, taking over the U.S. and they they also won. They actually have a best K-pop award, which they won as well. Um, Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga won for "Rain on Me" best collaboration. Song of the year, also "Rain on Me." Wow, Lady Gaga just completely killing it with the awards at the VMAs. They also had a best music video from home. They actually. Um, I guess through the pandemic, they had to shoot a music video at their own house, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Kind of like we're doing now. <laughs> Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber stuck with you. And Artist of the Year, also Lady Gaga. So, um, but yeah, that I mean, there's more, but we don't have to discuss all those. Um, speaking of um, cancel culture, I, I mentioned earlier, John Boyega is going to be in a new sci-fi film. He had a very... Very interesting interview with the British GQ, and he really talked about the treatment of the black and people of color characters in the Star Wars trilogy, accusing Disney of capitalizing on their casting before pushing them to the periphery of the story. As you know, The Force Awakens, John Boyega had a very pivotal role. And then you get, get to The Last Jedi a much more decreased role. Um, it really, his role did, wasn't really, Amanda, did you see the Star Wars um, films? I haven't, I actually just started watching Star Wars at all. Um, I watched oh, okay. it with friends about a month ago. Yeah. Oh, okay, um, cool. I the only ones I haven't seen are the new ones, but I've heard a lot about the controversy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, let's see. him and Kelly Marie Tran uh, yeah. kind of took a back seat. In well, the Kelly um, Marie Tran especially got yes. the uh, got the short short end of the stick for that. She got some internet hate. She, got, some she, got, a, she yeah. got a lot of she. I mean, she was she dealt with a lot of harassment and trolling. And, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, see now, I didn't see them. What happened? Why did she get all that? I didn't see the new one. Well, because because there are they're you know, assholes. We, yeah, there's in, a in lot the of in the fandom, bullies. there's a lot of assholes and bullies. But like. Like Trolls. one of the things there there's an issue with a lot of fandom, especially for like these big franchises with these hugely devoted fans, is they have this idea in their heads of what quote unquote Star Wars or Star Trek or Lord of the Rings or Marvel Comics or whatever is supposed to be. And for the longest time, that meant um, basically white male uh, protagonists, like white male heroes fighting, you know, oftentimes minority villains. <laughs> and right. um, and so, and at the same time, they, they get this idea that any time that they try to diversify that, that it's quote unquote, you know, catering to social justice warriors or to whatever. And unfortunately with the internet like wrote i mean and kelly marie tran is an example of like that gone way wrong because her character was super prominent in the um in the second, second one is the second one the last jedi or rise of skywalker uh rise second of... one is is uh is last jedi rise of last skywalker Je was, a, 
was the third and final yeah film. i got the names mixed up i was about to say rise of skywalker but um and um you know there were a lot of things that uh you know very conservative fans of star wars did not like about that movie because it was very different than a lot of other star wars movies like i think it was a combination it was a combination of that the the choices made in the film and just her character people just and her her character who's like you know super prominent it's an asian woman and you know she's not traditionally attractive the way like i think a lot of nerds want all the women to be and I think that bothered some people too. And um, didn't bother me. I thought she was great. And on a yeah, personal I level, she was great in it. Kelly yeah. Marie is one of the coolest um, celebrities, you know, actors of that, that of that scale that I've met. I mean, she took time to talk to me. We were at the Screen Actors Guild Awards, and uh, she was just so nice. And she, I, I, did, I actually said I looked up to her as a minority actor. In my favorite franchise of all time, being you know an, ama- an, an amazing actress number one, but also being a person of color, being Asian American, in a prominent role in a Star Wars movie. I mean, I think that's just fantastic. But sadly, I think that was before all the trolling and bullying that that happened. That she actually deleted her Instagram account because of yeah. all the bullying. Yeah. And, and you know, I think sadly with like the stuff that the, all the hate she gets and everything, it kind of ties in with this whole thing where some viewers feel like the white male viewpoint is like the norm and then anytime you have anybody come in and be a protagonist in a movie that isn't that it's like catering to sjw's or like you know it's it's but like you know they have to kind of realize that like there are more people that are the norm there's tons of us as women and people of color and everything that we deserve to have representation like i know there was some hate around ray too in um the lighter star wars movies um, revolving around the same thing where it was like misogyny and you know that sort of thing so yeah. it's very prevalent in society well you know what what john boyega said is basically you get involved with projects and you're not necessarily going to like everything but what i would say to disney is not to bring out a black character market them to be much more important in the franchise than they are and then push them to the side it's not good i'll say it straight up Wow, so he's yeah. almost burning bridges there. Yeah. Um, of course, that was... So, uh, yeah, I mean... So I, guess, gonna... I guess, like, 15 years from now, he won't be reappearing like Lando <laughs> in, um, whenever they... I don't know. The, you are, it is do kind of... Next... It, it is biting the hand that feeds a little bit. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. But he's, he's, this is not the first time that John Boyega has been vocal. He's one of those actors that will speak his mind. And I, and I, mm-hmm. I appreciate I respect that. Yeah, you have you to know? respect people like that. You know? especially, especially in, in this industry. day and age. Yeah, yeah. in this industry and in, in this day and age, of course. And, you know, I think Disney can take it. You know, they're a big corporation. They're fine. They'll be fine. <laughs> fine, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, you remember that one time there was so much like all this cancel culture news. There wasn't that much. There was actually a resurfaced video of David Byrne, um, oh. the singer David Byrne from a yeah. 1984 video of him um, yeah, apparently from, using blackface and brown. Wild wildlife video. Yeah. And, so he actually uh, had to make a statement apologizing for doing a blackface video back in 1984. And, yeah, uh, which is which is a shame because that's a great song and Talking Heads is such is I like love the one Talking of my, Heads. Yeah, yeah, one of my favorite bands of all time. And I mean, yeah, like when 
That's all you can do. It was an '84. It's not. It wasn't yeah. like in within the last ten years. Well, what, and like, if it's done, then it, way. it was the norm. People did that. Like, look at the the movie Soul Man with C. Right. Thomas Howe. Oh my uh, God! Remember that? You that know, can never like, come out today. Even yeah, White I, Chicks, the opposite. I don't think that could come out today either. You know? It's so funny that movie. That's funny. White Chicks. Like, do you think it was just, I was crying? It was so. But funny. the social justice warriors. I mean, they they'll just. I don't know. I mean, I know it's black to white instead of white to black, but I don't it, know. It, it made fun of white chicks. It was, but it was funny. I wasn't right. at all. Well, it's terrible. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think they're like. Uh, you can still kind of do it black to white because like Dave Chappelle did such brilliant, he did brilliant skits on his show where he was in right. white face and they were insanely funny. And, um, but yet that's not, you know, perceived as offensive. Right. And, so, and a lot of that, a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, white people still rule the world. So they should be able to deal with getting made fun of. <laughs> so it's like, uh, it's like, it's like Amanda, what you were saying, Disney's a huge corporation. I think they can take it. <laughs> with, with like white people being made fun of, it's, you know, if they're making, if they're doing the making fun of it, they're kind of punching down because like we're, yeah. we, again, we have the power. So like, it's, they can punch up at us a few times. We can take it. Like we're fine. Right. We'll be fine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. are you speaking for all? I'm, I'm speaking for all white people right now. <laughs> I can tell you um, unequivocally, we all agree that you can make fun of us, and that it's okay. <laughs> I guess. Well, you know, I was I was fixated on uh, that little spot on your forehead. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with you. Oh, got it all. You're such a charmer. I got one more thing to throw out, and then we're done for tonight, guys. Um, this is um another controversial uh situation with a lot of models and sex workers that have OnlyFans account. Uh, Bella Thorne apparently um the center of a lot of hate right now with those models and those sex I workers. I just learned of this. You hear last about this? Night. So like she yeah. was one of the first mainstream actresses to get an account on OnlyFans. And as you know, OnlyFans is a subscription service where you can upload content, sexy photos. A lot of them have nude content or adult content. But uh, Bella Thorne, the problem was <clears throat> she sent fans a quote-unquote supposedly nude photo charging $200 per direct message for the photo. $200? And she, she, wasn't wow. nude, she wasn't nude in the photo. Why so, would someone pay that much just but, for one but she, but she wasn't picture. nude. But she wasn't nude. That's where the controversy was. Yeah. It just and, still seems so people, people actually paid two hundred dollars to see Bella Thorne. And they what happened naked, right. But she supposedly the problem was she wasn't really naked. So everybody wanted their money back that paid for this. <laughs> and um when um OnlyFans you know, was hurting because of this financially, because of you know, having to pay uh, those people back. They now decrease the maximum. I think two hundred dollars was like the max, which was Bellathorn was charging. They had to knock that down to fifty dollars per direct message, uh, video or whatever that. And um, but she said that she was trying to remove the stigma behind sex work. That was her um, goal in starting the OnlyFans account. Um, Bring more faces to the site, create more revenue uh, for other uh, content creators on this uh, on the site. Bring attention to the site, normalize the stigmas, et cetera, et cetera. 
But she said she, she apologizes and she's trying to make up for the snafu, I guess, so to speak. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, she made like um, more than one million dollars uh, oh, just nice. just for starting an account on OnlyFans. Well, is it like did she herself make one million dollars or because um, I'm I'm imagining a site like OnlyFans is probably like most like. It's kind of probably similar to like YouTube or whatever. Yeah, they're gonna get they're the, gonna get a cut. They're gonna get their the company cut. makes a huge cut off of that. Right, but that's where they lost money because when people were asking for their money back because Bella didn't send the nude photo that she promised her fans, then it just backfired. So, well, so she's kind of like on the hate list for a lot of models right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I could I can understand that because like Bella yeah. Thorne. You know, she's already a known actress. She's probably living a more comfortable life than I would imagine right. a lot of the other women who decide to do uh, OnlyFans are. I don't really... It's it's hard for me to understand why um, people would use OnlyFans because it's, um, you know... I mean, to put it crassly, you can, you can find naked pictures in a lot of places online for I think free. it's also the the interaction you interact but with the interaction them. the interaction still is pretty inauthentic I mean you're still paying someone to quote unquote interact with you and so it's like but I don't know I'm not maybe I'm just not the target audience for that but it's like um I guess uh I mean I can see the issue there that like uh, for a lot of for a lot of people who, you know, especially in, especially in during a pandemic where a lot of women who work in, or men, I'm imagining OnlyFans has men on it too, but um, if Mostly they have jobs, yeah. is it, well, like, you know, for instance, people who, you know, who work as strippers, for example, in a strip club, you know, where during a pandemic, you know, they're not open, they can't be open, so... You know, OnlyFans seems like a, you know, a yeah. good way to supplement that income. Well, that's that's what the yeah, that's where a lot of sex workers are still, mm-hmm. you know, able to do and models. You know, I guess whatever term you prefer, but yeah, that was a way for them to yeah. have income. I can understand why they'd be upset because, like, you know, here they are, they're trying to make a living, and then someone who's rich and famous already comes along and says that she's advocating for them, but then directly affects their ability to make the amount of money that they might have been making. Exactly. Right. You know, and, and, and I don't really, when it comes to her, like saying that she was trying to bring awareness and acceptance normalize, to it. Yeah. Normalize the yeah. I don't, and like, I'm speaking in terms of like how people view her, not how I would view her, but like people kind of already view her as someone who is a little bit of a sex worker um, and a little bit trashy, I guess. <laughs> um, not that, like, you know, That's but, the I mean, direction so she I took her that, career. Yeah. She was actually yeah, directing so, adult films. I don't know if you guys knew that. I don't, yeah, yeah, and so like, I don't think I don't know how seriously directing people porn. will She's take direct, not starring, but directing. Yeah. But she already yeah. had a, a great career in Hollywood. She, but that was part of her normalizing the stigma. I didn't realize yeah. that she was a straight actress. She did movies and she stuff. did a ton of stuff. Yeah, yeah, Disney I mean, girl. I mean, and of course, there's a there's a big difference between starring being in a porn movie than directing. I mean, you can say it's like more of your you know, expressing your artistic vision. Yeah. Right. Then it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So well, like, I don't know how that, like, she was an advocate for that because she's already viewed that way. You know, it'd be different if it were like, like someone with a more pure image decided to advocate for it. That would be kind of a nice move, you know, but like 
with her, it's she's not putting much at stake because that's kind of already. Her <laughs> That's, that's <laughs> I don't the know, image. That's the public view, you know, not yeah. my personal opinions, but yeah. And same with Miley Cyrus, as she did when we already ha- we already have that image of her already. She's mm-hmm. done nude layout. So, so so it would have to be a pre-wrecking ball, Miley Cyrus, <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. to do something like this for yeah. it to actually work. Right. <laughs> wow. Well, that was uh, the last topic I wanted to throw out on below the belt. So I know it's. Uh, getting late and everybody has to be places tomorrow i'm actually on set tomorrow yeah. oh good thank luck. god wow. Wow. good luck it was nice meeting you all man yes uh, roberta thanks too. roberta yeah. thanks so much for uh doing a great job of your first time on below the belt show thank you for having and of course the lovely and talented amanda michelle <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming back on btb of course the virtual edition and uh, Mike the General Zod. Uh, I hope I wasn't too much of a cha- a chaotic influence in the beginning. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Let's just say definitely the opposite of a calming presence. Definitely. Yes, yes, yes. I will get back to my calming presence persona as soon as I can. As soon as I don't have a million things yes. happening to me right when the show starts. <laughs> and then at the end, as you know, we always throw out the birthday shout outs for Wednesday, September 2nd includes Mark Harmon, 68 today. Keanu Reeves is 55. Happy birthday, Keanu. Salma Hayek is 53. Yes. Wow. So she, she, she posted a picture of herself on her 53rd birthday oh. wearing like a baby Still suit. looking still like a like, snack. Still looking like I, a snack. I know. Uh, actress Cynthia Watchers from Lost, 51. Cat Williams is 46. Michael Lombardi from Rescue Me is 45. Tiffany Hines is 42. Jonathan Kite, oh, this guy's hysterical. He's on Two Broke Girls. He's like the the Russian guy, cook. Oh, man, he's so funny. Uh, he's 40 today. Joshua Henry from Hamilton is 35. And DJ producer Zed is 30. That's birthdays today. Um, and of course, uh, again, we're ending tonight. Oh, well, of course, to thank our celebrity guest tonight, Azura Sky. Thank you so much. Please check out the Swerve video on demand on September 22nd. And closing out tonight's show, um, in honor of the late great actor extraordinaire Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther from the Black Panther soundtrack. This is Kendrick Lamar. Black Panther um, um, from the original soundtrack of uh, the groundbreaking movie. And I think the first Marvel movie to be nominated for an Oscar best picture, I think. Is that right, General? The first Marvel movie? I believe it not? is. Yeah. Right. Can you believe it? A Marvel superhero movie nominated for a an Oscar. It just blows my mind. What a great uh, legacy he left behind. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So here it is, the closing cut, guys. Kendrick Lamar with Black Panther. And guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much, Amanda, Roberta, Mike the General Zod. Thank Bye. you so much, Zero Sky. I'm Al Celebrity Soto. We'll see you next time. Stay safe. Peace. Bye.
King of my city, king of my country, king of my homeland King of the filthy, king of the fallen, we living again King of the shooters, looters, boosters, and ghettos popping King of the past, present, future, my ancestors watching King of the culture, king of the soldiers, king of the bloodshed King of the wisdom, king of the ocean, king of the respect King of the optimistic and dreamers that go and get it King of the winners, district and geniuses with conviction King of the fighters, king of the fathers, king of the belated King of the answer, king of the problem, king of the forsaken King of the empathy and resentment, king of remorse King of my enemies, may they fall to feet, I rejoice King of the skyscrapers, dodging haters, broke religion Nine faces, go against them, I erase them with precision I embrace them with collision, kings did it, king's vision Black Panther, King Kendrick, all hell the king I dropped a million tears I know several responsibilities put me here I don't pedal backwards but I live old fashioned The lens that I'm looking through won't prescribe you the right glasses Masses are now free Ashes I'm dumping out about to spread all across seas Sisters and brothers in unison Not because of me Because we don't glue with the opposition We glue with peace But still the fuck up your organization If any beef What do you stand for? Are you an activist? What are your city plans for? Are you an accident? Are you just in the way? Your native tongue contradicting what your body language Say, are you a king? Are you joking? Are you a king? Are you posing? Are you a king? Are you smoking bull rocks to keep you open? Because a king don't cry, king don't die, king don't like king. If our king get by king, don't fall kingdom come when I come, you know why. I am Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.